A word to the wise. We are an explicit podcast tackling content with adult themes. As well as entering spoiler territory if you aren't caught up with us. Which is through chapter 31 yes, sir. of Jade City by Fonda Lee. Bow, bow, bow. Hey there, this is Cross. I'm PJ. I'm Ben. I'm Aaron. Yo, 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 it is Thomas. And when we get together, we form Words and Whiskey, a podcast for <laughs> veteran and novice readers alike. We tackle fiction novels and love to talk about what we're drinking. You should think of us as your intoxicating Wheatley Book Club. Never have I ever felt so robbed of the only thing that I've done every single episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, there are, there are moments that I haven't said, hey there, this is Cross, because instead PJ has and just, like, cut me off on the whole thing. But, like, I've never had that taken from me. So, I have nothing left. You ten. <laughs> Jump we in. Don't I just wanted to, to do the. I wanted to do it when we come together because it felt like we were missing that. <laughs> but Voltronish. Yes, exactly. Voltron-ish. Editing while, rec- while live. <laughs> this is a big week, guys. I didn't like where we ended. <laughs> Did you not? I was wow, not happy crazy. about it. Cross and oh, was man. upsetting. We're waiting it was quite for you upsetting. guys to come curse us out. We were expecting it. <laughs> we truly were. We were pushing for I it all was, week. I normally I text Cross on the side and I'm like, fuck you or whatever. But this week I was just like, oh man. It's I was like, I don't even want to acknowledge. I was just frustrated. <laughs> I see why I you do this, we're Cross. Fine. I think we're okay. Yeah, it's so this it's so fun. good. It's so much fun. I thought uh, you were mean once, for once years you hit these analysis. points, you're like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like it's oh, addicting. You get you get the yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, of course, today is our fourth episode, and we'll be chatting about chapters 26 through 31 in Fonda Lee's Jade City, in case you didn't get that on top. But before we do that, I would love to talk about what we're drinking, and I'll go last, since I've got the featured cocktail, if you guys want to just do a quick rundown. We'll start with PJ. I'm drinking the only thing that Lon is craving. Very nice, big glass of water. <laughs> I I he's this. craving water. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was good. No, I, I didn't make a cocktail today, but I did bring a beer, The Legend Returns, in collaboration with Horace. I can't remember if I had that on last week's episode. Did you say no. collaboration with Horace? Beer, but not a- yeah, so it would have been this. It would have been the same thing. So, same beer I had last week, apparently. <laughs> I, I heard collaboration of whores. Yeah. PJ, you have to address the collaboration of whores bit, which oh, is not... Oh, the collaboration funny. of whores? Is he saying whores? Uh, Horus. 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 H-O-R-U-S. Okay. Yeah. I didn't like know if this was about, you know... <laughs> no, they're a bunch of whores get together and they brew beer uh, uh, collaboratively. Great. God it's awesome. wonderful. Delicious. <laughs> Musky. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we need an out-of-pocket button. For that, you get to go next. What what are you drinking? <laughs> ben, what, what are we drinking? We are drinking Hefe, the killer. Hefeweizen. It's a Hefeweizen beer from uh, the Big Rip Brewing Company out of North Kansas City. It's quite lovely. Very nice. On the can, the can looks like a... A character. There's like a, a man in shadow. And he's got like a, a trench, trench coat, coat with a collar up. He's apparently Hefe, the killer. 
Ooh. Mm-hmm. So maybe Terrifying. that's Barrow. This is he's giving me Barrow vibes. Ooh. Not that we support that. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have as big of a machine gun. True. True. Tom Tom? All right, but kick don't love that. Don't Tommy. love that. <laughs> Come that in. I accidentally invented a cocktail, and so I will just say it's a bourbon based that I will use as my next feature cocktail. So I want to uh, make nice. sure no one's drinking like Secretive. separated viscous <laughs> fluid. Mine's very pretty. It's like it's pink. It kind of emits nicely, but yes, they both look much nicer this week. Yeah, I'm not trying to drink some absolute sludge of which I literally can't remember. People were were asking me what it was made of, and I was like, I tried to forget as quickly as I possibly could. <laughs> I will never make that again. You might though, because yeah. you don't remember. God damn it. <laughs> No, don't put that evil on me. I can't do that. What are you drinking? Cool. All right. I am having what I'm dubbing the Lunch in One special. You'll be able to check it out on our website and on Instagram. What it is, is it is one and a half ounces of dry sake. Specifically, it's a Jinjo Sake. Bride of the Fox is the brand that I'm using. One and a half ounces of aged rum, half an ounce of lemon juice, half an ounce of ginger simple syrup, and a tenth of an ounce, just a splash of green chartreuse. Ooh. And it is the best cocktail I have ever made. Oh. Invented green. and otherwise. This is the tastiest thing oh, that I've ever done. I'm keeping the recipe. I'm making this many times. It is so fucking good. And we're calling it the Launch in One special for our dead boy, Rip. What's it? What? What? Our dead boy. Dead, Rip? What? Our drowned boy? I what? don't think he's dead. Uh, I mean. He fell in the water last I heard. Did he? I don't know. What's it taste like? the flavor profile so it's it's got uh, it's so interesting so obviously like lemon the lemon and ginger play really nicely together and it's very warm almost christmas spicy and then like you get those really dry notes uh that like suck the tongue dry it's just amazing i i like i actually am genuinely like just go buy the stuff and make it <laughs> and you'll be impressed the ice cube or is it actually warm? No, it's just shaken. So it's it's a dry shaken drink. The sake, or not dry shaken, it's a wet shaken drink. So you throw ice cubes in, you shake it to incorporate it all. And then I also garnished it with a lemon peel, which was originally on the edge of the glass. And then I tucked it in for the extra oil. Nice. Uh, as lovely. far as the rum goes, do you see this working well with any other spirit? Or do you think rum is the right way, right way to go with it? So. I, I chose to go rum because I had seen so many sake drinks, sake drinks that had every other spirit in them and didn't use rum that often. So I got intrigued into the idea of building something that did use rum. So I've been playing around with a couple of things and I just kind of played right into this ratio and, and loved it. You could absolutely make other cocktails. It just becomes a much more it becomes more delicate. And what I really like about this is that the sake and the rum play at like direct opposite ends of the flavor spectrum in some ways where it's like the, the rum is this really deep, complex, spicy thing. And then you've got kind of a fruity, long, dry sake on the other side. So nice. mm, yep. making me thirsty. Uh, I tried it with the lime juice instead of lemon. Also recommend the lemon and that splash of green chartreuse just to bring out all the herbs is so good. I wish it was green. Let's let's start incorporating green food dye into all of our drinks. That's why I wanted it to be lime, but it didn't work. So <laughs> limes are only green on the outside. To the dark <laughs> or a white <laughs> rum. True. <laughs> it's a dark rum. It's an aged rum. Okay. okay. 
This is the most interested we've ever been in a drink before. But you said it was the best. You said ever. It was good. Yeah, it's 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 the best cocktail I've made in a long fucking time, and the best. Yeah, I genuinely think it's the best thing I've ever made, custom crafted on the show. Wow, Damn, we gotta try it. I'm not so. usually a huge fan of sake, but maybe if it's mixed up with all that good juice, sake's good. Sake. My original ratio too. I actually boosted up. It was originally one one half half. Tenth, so like I, I did actually add another half ounce of each just to pull the spirits forward more. I actually liked it as well with less. So depending on what you like in it, if you want to make it a little bit weaker, you can. I think the ratio works really well there. It's just even kind of warmer um, spices in your mouth then at the lower ratio, more ginger. So yeah. Anyway, yum. That's my cocktail nerd. Yeah. So we already <laughs> talked about this a little bit, but I would love to hear what your guys' thoughts were on this week's reading on the whole. What'd you guys think? <sighs> <laughs> well, I don't like the way that Lon is <laughs> headed. I think Shay is finally getting what was coming. <laughs> I know you guys you guys think I was so mean. But it was interesting to see like all the politicizing at the beginning that's going on and how, you know, the whole island is prepping for war and, and it's not just the two big clans. It's, you know, all the little people too. I don't feel great. I was enraptured reading this week. It felt fast and an action packed, not convinced that Lon's dead. I don't know. I'm, I'm expecting him to, crawl out of that water at some point but we'll we'll find out yeah what the fuck cross you said he was dead no one ever said that before you know it's just so fun it's like putting that on you you know <laughs> putting that into your brain make you deal with it make you reckon with it a little bit i don't like that yeah this was a tough like set that. of chapters you know it was just lawns doing shine like we got barrows scheming machine gunning lawn machine gun barrel just falling apart like we're really having a tough time with this jade and it makes me and he's like it's not poison that's a myth I'm like <laughs> fuck you take it seems off seems like we were on to something maybe with some poison jade and, i mean also i just remembered like we we meet the mother so it's like we got racist gramps and then oh, we have God. like a sexist mom. There was a lot of sad stuff going on. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah. These old people need to go. The the visit to mom was pretty tough. Oh my gosh. I didn't enjoy that. You know, it makes you be like, okay, these three kids turned out pretty good for <laughs> yeah, that's it's so we're starting to explain <laughs> a lot here. Like I you know <laughs> like, I don't I shouldn't be as harsh on them. That chapter is rich very excited Mm -hmm. i am stoked all right so the thing that i want to do before we talk about the chapters though is uh, aaron you do have to pay off a bet from last week where you owe me a drink i didn't puke this week so i'm drinking (laughs) (laughs) and then i i think that we got a couple we have one other bet to pay off here as well which is who is con and who is he working for and we know the answers that we put down so we'll, we'll run through those in a second but cheers aaron cheers a drink here we gotta clink oh you need, a, somebody need to clink a, with clink. i'm not drinking i know 
Not yet. Do you hear that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't drink for the other one. All right. For and sure. then the Who is Khan working for? PJ put down the mountain via proxy with Doru. Aaron put down Doru schemes with the missing Jade. And Ben put down Hilo. Last so everyone but Ben drinks. Congrats. <laughs> Congrats, Ben. You're welcome. Do I drink? Yeah, we drink because Ben got it right. Oh, good job, Ben. Mazel Ben. <laughs> Mazel Ben. <laughs> So, good work. Good work. I'm going to need a new beer now. All right. <laughs> Were we not chugging? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I think it was just... It's Thursday. Uh, directions were a drink. But yeah, Thursday, Thursday. There you go. I've only drank every night this That's week. No, not Monday. So. <laughs> Those are things that you don't admit lucky you. on a podcast. Well, I, I work from home tomorrow, so <laughs> I don't have to look alive. Function. <laughs> well, congrats for getting me on two cross. Won't happen you again. You got yourself. Do you understand? <laughs> Won't like, happen whoa, again. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it's going to happen again. Okay. Yeah. You played yourself. I'm just kidding. Cool. All right. Well, if you do want to reload, we have a second before we go into the chapter. No, I'm good. So. I also have water here. Okay, cool. Hey, right. PJ, I'm uh, also responsible. Well done. Thank you. Thomas just pulled out a full receptacles in front of me. <laughs> I get thirsty. I don't know what to tell y'all. <laughs> Comparatively, that's great. All right. With that, let's get into our chapters here. We start with chapter 26, War Maneuvers. After assuaging Lanternmen fears, Lon sends Doro to Egaton. After Doro is on the plane, Lon calls for an emergency meeting with Chancellor Son tomorrow and the other members of the Royal Council of KCON to discuss an immediate pause on anything related or passing through the KJA. Hilo's actions as the Horn are also called into question by a number of members of the council. What do we make of this whole kind of political maneuvering scene of getting Doru out of the picture and even the initial call with the the lantern men right off the bat? So I'm currently... Sorry, I keep talking first. That's fine. You can. So I've been watching Parks and Rec for the 10th time or whatever. And I think because of that, this reminded me of like City Hall. What's that called? Town Hall. Yeah. Or Town Hall. Thank you. Where like the, Mm. you know, members of the town come in a yellow Leslie nope. So <laughs> this the lantern men reminded me of that. Me too, for the same reason. That makes sense. Nice. <laughs> to me it felt more akin to like a small council meeting. And I'm sure it was bigger than it is in my head. But the like what I was comparing it to and thinking of in the moment was the what what was the name of the the assembly in Red Rising. Like the War Council? Oh, with... No, not quite. Or the full Senate. The, the Senate. Senate. No spoilers. Um, but... Yeah. Not the full one. I think there's, there's a, like, small, like, conference room meeting that goes on with a bunch of senators or something. I can't remember exactly how it goes on. There's but. a couple of those, like, small table meetings. I understand what you're getting yeah, at. Yeah, that's... Even, like, Game of Thrones and the a small council, I think, is a great, yeah. you know... Do we know my, how many lanterns? I know it was bigger than that. I think it was a couple dozen. A dozen lantern men, yeah. Okay. The big PJ, boys. is that because you were interpreting them as, like, 
trusted lantern men or just how you were kind of wrapping your head around things? I genuinely couldn't tell you where my mind was at when I like conjured that image. Really, I, I think the the biggest thing was just the way Lana dresses them and the the actual conversation that goes on. That that sort of leadership position and making decisions for the group in this council sort of setting where none of the councilmen actually have a say in the matter. That that's sort of where the vibe felt parallel to me. This was like the last time where I was like, oh, Lon's got this. Like he's going to be able to handle this <laughs> and work through this Jade situation. Even when like he like has time. to lean into wound. Yeah. Well, I was just like, I think he can handle this. Like, I think he can make it out on the other side. And then after that, I was just like, no, no, he's not. But this was the last point where I was like, okay, I think that he can kind of like, he's got a lot going on right now, but I feel like he's stepping up in the moment and being the pillar that he needs to be. And and then he's like making really good plans. He's got a, a plan to get rid of Doryu basically. And then mm-hmm. he's going to replace him with wound Papi Donwa. He's, he also like stands up when they're like, what about Hilo? Yeah. He's like, he reports to me. Yeah. And then, so this is like where I was like, okay, maybe he's still in control and it's definitely, he's still feeling like bad, obviously, but I thought like, okay, I, th- I feel like he's going to be okay. But, but that was quickly, I was wrong. I was very wrong. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate by the end of this week, what, what all is going on with Lon in a, in a big way, all stemming from these. For the record, in the original breakdown, this was week two. So there was, we, we were covering up until this point in two weeks worth, but we, we gave this one a little extra time because we're like, we want you to, you know, sit with the characters more. But anyway, I, I really think that I love the moment where Lon stands up and he's like the master of the room right and where like he does call people down and it happens not once but twice this week and you can kind of see i think one of the things that i really appreciate about this section is that we do we start in that green corridor and then we go to the gold right and so we've got our jade and our gold as these two separate groups and addressing and there is shared power there that the pillar has among both parties still regardless so we're 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 definitely mixing that up Jade and gold. You're not supposed to mix this. Yeah. Yes. That's right. what they tell me. Which one would you say is Jade? The lantern men? Who are named so named because they... Yeah, the initial lantern men? Yeah, but yeah. they're so named for giving money to the clan. No, right. But I mean, it's like immediate clan business and then political business, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So that's like, that's the Jade business. And then this is the political function. Gotcha. Right? gotcha. Yeah, that's how I saw it, at least. <laughs> Good thing Wound Puppy Donwa was there. Wound Puppy Donwa, always saving the day. He's a special our boy. boy. Our king. Right. Since we're talking about the KJA and we've moved into that part of the speech, obviously we've got that going on here. With I, I think the way that I've thought about it in my own head is that like Lon is pushing for balance in this moment and pushing for, you know, no peak and kind of there, but he himself is completely off balance and is beginning to lose it. Yeah. He's like feeling the vibes on the street. Yeah, that was crazy where he's like starting to feel the whole building. Yeah. You know? That was. Yeah. 
It reminded me some, of something, but I couldn't put my finger on it. I was just about to say the exact same thing. What is it? Spidey sense? I know exactly. It's more than that. Say it, Thomas. <laughs> wow. Okay. Ben, isn't it? It's like Patrick Stewart type vibes. Oh, like, yeah. Like Professor X, like hearing all the voices. That's kind of where Not I'm at Professor with it. Not Professor X. Patrick Stewart himself. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, PJ. Thank you. Not James McAvoy. Could not be. Could not be. It could be McAvoy. Relax. It could be James McAvoy. Apologize. It's probably James McAvoy. Issue a formal apology. I want to see it on Who's, Instagram on Friday. I'll Who's the redhead it. Falcon? That's Friday. Lady. What? An X-Men? It's Jean Grey? Jean Grey. Yeah, oh. Dark Phoenix. It's Jean Grey vibes. Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Yep. I was Phoenix. Like, <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it was like uh, Macho Man Randy Savage when he's like on balance, off balance. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what it was, Thomas. <laughs> I think it was for bad. That's ben. not what I was thinking I think it was of. for bad. <laughs> I like that. It remind. It was like, what's that movie where they're like enhancing their brains? With a drug. Limitless? Yeah. It was kind of like that. Where like they walk outside and it was like, whoa. Thomas like, knows about that. They could like I feel everything. <laughs> You're so right, Aaron. It's just very funny that this came up two weeks in a row. What? <laughs> Bradley, it came Bradley up last week? Come on. Thomas was li- limitless last week when he was. Last week I was. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> the edible. <laughs> That's why I, sh- I need to make I don't Thomas remember feel things, like guys. <laughs> Which, and you weren't even drinking, which is and even, <laughs> is you know. I, I was low on calories <laughs> for the day. <laughs> yeah, I guess I need to go you back did. and watch Limitless. It's a good movie. And yeah. all of Sandra Bullock's movies. It was a TV movies. series now, too, I think. Mm-hmm. It was. Get a full I think they show. tried to make it a TV series and it flopped. I, but yeah, I Bradley Cooper was in the TV series for a few episodes. Not like he kept coming back for a few episodes. Just for like a one-off scene, but like, what the hell? I like Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. I love Bradley Cooper. Me too. It's just weird that he was there and then yes, gone. On like a Fox yeah. show at the peak of his powers. Mm-hmm. Of his powers. At the peak of his powers. <laughs> anyway, I have. Peak. Okay. I know. I know. Yeah. I have two serious points about this chapter. One, this shows another interesting bit about how we've seen hints before of common people don't understand jade at all there's the exchange where lon says it's easy to fool jadeless council people i think or jadeless business people and then there's actually i'll let you guys speak on that if you have anything to say well i i my take on that is that putting up a facade and hiding your emotions physically is good enough usually to to fool anybody that doesn't have jade but anybody that does can kind of read your emotions through that sort of stoic face. Mm-hmm. So I, th- that's where I was. That's where I took that, I guess. And then yeah, I would say it's like you got that perception, right. enhanced perception. And in a similar vein, we learn a bit about Cantonese culture with the exchange about having to defend no peak. How like at the end, it was like. The council people wanted to look out for the constituents, basically, but they wouldn't respect Lon if he wasn't willing to fight for the clan. Right. Like, he has to be seen wearing the jade, fighting for the clan. The more I read about Jan Loon and all this stuff, there's just, like, this whole place is, like, contradictions on contradictions. Like, Well, and we hear about that in the chapter with the mom. Right. And, like, last week we learned about it with, like, 
and in sexuality and stone eyes and Shay's like entire story is like dealing with this contradiction the whole time. And I just feel like it's like ingrained in the culture. And it's like this again, there shows up, there's this contradiction of they're asking for peace, but they wouldn't respect him if he didn't go to war or wasn't able to commit violence. So it's just, it's a city. A I would have lived country. in peace, yeah. but my enemies <laughs> brought me war. It's not a spoiler. It's the first words. <laughs> That's a Red Rising quote for those of you yeah. who somehow have not yet read it. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think that there's a lot of culture in this and that that contradiction hypocrisy is almost at the center of it in a in a lot of ways of, of kind of like living and breathing in with your feet in two completely different camps because that's the expectation of you. And I think that that's so that's so upsetting for Lon in particular, because like Lon literally, if he didn't have to be this, he would not be this. Right. It feels very clear at this point, but he chooses to because he has to. Or he yeah. thinks he has to. Right, right. There's there's the other side of this, too, that I just love the extra culture bits of, like, s- signaling in for, like, tea to come to the table and, like, doing all of the other sort of formal dining things that we get here. It's a, it's a small touch and a small flourish on the whole scene, but I like that quite a bit in, this, in these moments. Also, where no. are all the women, lantern women? I just wanted to point that out. There are several council Great women question. pointed out. It's true. They're not They're called, called lantern men for a reason, Aaron. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Stay in your way. <laughs> oh, no. The lantern is the, the penis. Took a left turn. Peter just jumped off the cliff. PJ, have you started drinking that beer? The horror's beer. In, in honor of Aaron, cut, cut, beer. Did that? Did that stay in? By the way? It, it stayed. It stayed. It stayed. Cut, cut, cut. Every weird. time, every time Aaron makes a cut, cut joke, I'm just like, yeah, right. That stays. Stay cut, KK. Yeah, I was just to get the stay cut. I was just trying to figure out if I had to pull off a Tucker Carlson impression, and then PJ was just like. Head first. Let's make things nuts. <laughs> I love it. No, it was the penis. It was the dick, not the balls. Okay, with that, chapter 27. Uh, sorry, Charles, I have one last thing to point out in this chapter. It's just a little silly thing near and dear to my heart. Fonda, once again. I tried so hard. Killing my boy, San Tomorrow. Fat hand, heavy elbows. Let my guy live. Heavy <laughs> food cake on. Let him eat. What's up with it? <laughs> Yeah, we get fat hands, heavy elbows here, and then we get mannish hands out of yeah, Shay, Shay and her mom. Shay. Yeah, that just reminded me of Seinfeld. Man hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's some Tarantino level focus, you know? That's some like, we're very clearly displaying these hands and feet. And my guy, son, just being fat. Tough. Live your Tough. life, son. I've never he- heard elbows described as heavy, other than like heavy blows from an elbow or something. I bet they're heavy. Mm. 
So was that a commentary on the physicality of the elbows or was that more of like a propensity to like lean on your elbows and like lounge around? I think he's got badass elbows. (laughs) I had it in the mic. Leaned his heavy elbows. Yeah. Yeah. The chancellor leaned his heavy elbows. I would have loved it the other way, but it is in fact. No, they're just thick. (laughs) Dimpled. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right now if there are no objections I, 27 is on the table <laughs> Chapter ready. i tried so hard to transition I out was... without like getting rid of the dick and balls joke uh, i failed so Sorry. hard it, you cut out for so me so i couldn't really i couldn't really hear your oh beautiful you so when you said penis it cut out which yeah. is funny oh that's amazing maybe ben shapiro hacked us and it was like p word anyway Perfect. Perfect. It'll be gone. Chapter 27. Mistakes Revealed. Shay pays a visit to her mother in the small Cantonese town of Merenia. Returning home, she discovers her neighbor Khan has been following her on orders from Hilo via Lan, prompting Shay and Hilo to have it out. Like I touched on when we were discussing these chapters, just incredibly rich with all manners of just like interesting things i would i can't wait to hear you guys i said i love the verbal fight scene of this chapter like they're all verbal fight scenes i would say this like situation between shay and hilo and that conversation actually kind of brought me more towards aaron's side where i was like jade probably does need to go ahead and make a decision here at some point can't keep fucking around shay Let's yeah. start at the beginning, want, though, with the mother. Yeah, the, we should go back to the beginning. I agree. There's a lot to talk about there. Yeah, there's um, so much. Like, where Marinia is on the island, and there's just, like, greenbone-free little town. Little town. It's a quiet village. <laughs> That's wow. where she's at. And it reminded me again of my study abroad. In China, we went to these, like, small remote towns where like i am pay had built like a big museum or something but like it'd be like out in the middle of nowhere and it it was like we, we were a big group of students and everyone would like stop what they're doing and stare at us <laughs> i feel like shay probably like or a green bone in that town would have that experience because she mentioned like being able to you know kind of be herself without her jade because there's no green bones around I don't know. It's it felt very nice and peaceful, and then her mom was a total <laughs> sexist. Like, oh, you shouldn't work so hard. I don't like you wearing all that jade or working hard because you're a woman. Mom was a trip, for sure. I don't that she just made me sad. Yeah, <laughs> and like she's like out in this town, and her kids don't visit her. <laughs> I know it's like, and she really kind of doesn't care that her, much her husband died being a green bone so she's just like these boys keep getting in fights <laughs> and she was just like very detached from that she's really on a bunch of zanny she she's a zanny mom seem just yeah yeah like so does the mom not have green bone powers she does not and there is a very interesting part that I was wondering if it stuck out to anybody else. If not, I can hop in with my little read on I, it. I, I, w- I want to clarify no, 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 it. I f- don't, don't yet. Don't yet. Okay. I have it. All right. All right. 
<laughs> Sorry. I was waiting to see if they had something to right. say on it. No, it's okay. Because <laughs> there's no. a very interesting wrinkle to it that I want to tease if nobody else has anything on. Sorry. So, Hit me with it. Okay. So, Ben, you mentioned that you thought that whole, she made you sad, right? You did. 261 of Kindles. And I'll read the quote. Shay found Marinia charming, but her mother's company depressing. Call Juan Ria was like a piece of artwork or furniture that blended in with the rest of the house and went unnoticed. Before she'd been married off, she'd received a basic education and enough martial training to be able to tolerate jade contact, but not enough to actually wear or use it. After her husband's death, she deferred to her father-in-law and later to her eldest son. If she begrudged her place, it never showed. So that was, I think, Cross, that's what you wanted to clarify, right? Totally. Yeah, no, you got me. She, so the reason I wanted to hold off. tolerate jade contact, meaning she is not... She can hang with the She's jades. not an abuke. Yeah. Right. So they trained her enough so that she could be in close contact, close proximity to her future husband, perhaps. So I was just, I was trying to think, like, what would be the reasons that they trained her to be able to tolerate it, but not use it? And just, it, it just felt very telling of where society for them was at that point in their culture. Yeah, it just makes me feel like she was like just there for breeding, which yeah, is like a almost gross thing to say. <laughs> like sex slave, mom, mom slave. <laughs> it just, and the it way very that, that like how she married off to me. Yes, yeah, like how detached she is, and then she just seems like she got used, and then like stuck away in the cupboard and never. <laughs> used again and that made me feel really bad she's a piece of furniture she reads <laughs> she reads as this old woman with like this shrill voice that's like wagging a finger like the boys are always very busy long comes to visit me sometimes Hilo only wants to show me his girlfriend and like there's you could just imagine like the wagging finger and the tea pouring and i just i get a whole visual image i just i pictured her with like a quarter of that energy at most which is very I mean, sure. Sad. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely exaggerating. I but, way like, subdued it, for like, me. out. Yeah, I've <laughs> imagined they're like very yeah. sleepy, like not connected to reality. Well, they even say like when Shay gets <laughs> mm. there, she's like, "Oh, hey, honey," like as if, yeah, like the two years she was gone didn't as, like an airhead almost. Yeah, she yeah. kind of sees the world through this like fog of like Xanax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, similar. <laughs> Similar vibes. For no, sure. free no free nice. ads. Nice. No free ads. What, what's the what's the, pharma uh, can the generic Xanax? I don't know. I'm There's gonna figure it out. Generic. Though. No free ads. Name for it. Alprozolam. 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 No. Alprozolam. Wait. Do you need some? Yes. Crass? That's it. <laughs> Apparently. Cross is having a stroke. Alprozolam. Yeah. Alprazolam. Yep. Doesn't but really that, roll off the tongue. No. That exchange I highlight, highlighted and then that conversation we had. That's why I was so excited to talk about that chapter because there's just like, it's said so plainly, but it's so rich and depressing and revealing. Damn. And it's like Shay not using her jade. It's like, do you want to like not be like your mother, but I mean... I don't know. She, it is almost like a do you want to be seen like your mother? Right. Like that's kind of a the connotation. Pull on a cross. Keep going. No, that's all I was just saying, like that's that's like the connotation of that is like you want to be seen like your mother. 
because that's is that why you were sent here to begin with of like go visit mom by lawn was this maybe a little bit of a guilt trip yeah was there any element to that to it see what your future could be interesting if that's the case that's super fucked for lawn to do I think Lon Isn't also it? like loves his mother and and Hilo also loves the family and Anden. I think they're Hilo and Lon are both wanting Shay to like come back in and be more, you know, a part of the family. But it's another contradiction. I don't know that it's, <laughs> it's, I don't know that like, it's manipulative. <laughs> yeah. I, I would agree with you, Ben, that like it's and Aaron, I would agree that it's like not necessarily I don't mean it as like something that's fully manipulative, but as like a get your foot out of both swamps and pick because like you could end up like this if that's the choice that you're yeah. going to make. Later in this chapter, we do get the, I'm paraphrasing, but like nothing motivated Shay as much as not wanting to be like her mother. So could it be that Lon knew that? Could it be that Shay knew that and knew that was the tit in the pants she needed? And so encouraged by Lon, but set it up herself for that reason. I bet lots of daughters feel the same. <laughs> Golly, if that was the case, yeah. Yeah. Wait, that, okay. So later in this chapter, Hilo, when he explodes at Shay, says that she puts herself in the position of being a defenseless woman. Do you think when he says that, he's thinking of his mother or their mother? Hmm. I didn't think that when I read it, but neither. I was just now talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't occur to me at the time. I think I think it to me it was more like Hilo wants her to be safe and doesn't want, you know, the mountain to like capture her and hold her hostage. I don't even think they see mom as a defenseless woman. She's just like a non entity. <laughs> like it's <laughs> she's, she's not, the sofa. She has no value and in this family and like she's just there and that's it. Like that is that's why it's so sad. Like she doesn't have a say. Everyone's just like, oh let's go see mom and say hi and she says I mean, some crazy this, shit and then we'll just go home and this then is sad that's and it. Like, sounds I don't know. But I mean it's kinda like when you go visit your grandparents in the nursing home it's like ugh, i guess we gotta there's nobody guarding her go in there and then it's like an hour goes by and it's like the longest hour of your life and you're like all right good to see you grandma good luck in there (laughs) she doesn't have any bodyguards that are protecting her from the mountain clan like yeah because she doesn't hold any importance so i think i think hilo just knows how powerful she could be and he doesn't understand how you would live defenseless when you could be like the like a kick-ass superhero you know yeah that's that's perfectly said Aaron yeah I, I feel like he's more thinking of when and the fact that she's a stone eye and literally doesn't have the opportunity to utilize Jade but is still at this point in the same position as Shay is in his eyes. I like that read. I don't think it's necessarily the right way to look at it, but I think that's the way Hilo is looking. Yeah. At it. And their siblings, like it doesn't have to be logical. 
That's true, too. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of feelings there. There's a lot of misunderstandings back and forth on both sides. And, like, Shay wants to, like, kick Hilo's ass and realizes, like, that wouldn't go well, so she backs off. But it's like, I mean, anyone with a sibling, like, yeah, I mean, can relate, you know. They're both cutting without weapons. Like, it's all words, but yeah. they're both taking cuts at each other for sure in different ways. Did we move to the apartment? Was that the plan? Was that the thing? Were we there? We, I think we're there. We arrived. We are. We did skip over Shay and the Aspinians and that messy ordeal. This, the Aspinians? Oh my God. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. that was that was that was the thing that kind of made me feel like like okay, on my side. Shay fucked what up. What the yeah. fuck? I was like, what are you? And she's supposed to be the smart one. <laughs> yeah. And then she's yeah. kind of doing it again with Khan. It's like what? So this last boyfriend was like, "Oh, you are into the clan. Let's talk to all these people and sell your family we gotta secrets." Got to be better than that. It's like she. I'm sorry one cute face and you like lose all loyalty to your family and then it's like starting to happen again with Khan. She's like, he's cute. Like, no, he's a fucking spy. We all see it. Man, That Shay. was wild. Yeah, that made more sense. Uh, I forgot that happened in this chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Bringing that up though, I was surprised by like, turn. I was expecting there to be some genuine feelings, but as soon as he's called out, he's like, nope, I, I have zero actual emotional like investment in this. And it, well, like, he didn't it, want Hilo it to went be super, <laughs> super cold, super, super fast. That's interesting. It's not, it's not just cold though. He's kind of playing around still in the scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's kind of like, are you going to cut me? Like there's still some tension there. And, the, and I do, I don't think it's entirely devoid of that. Okay. The should we go to your apartment sound very flirty to me too. I think yeah, uh, I think he's just scared of touching Hilo's sister. Mm-hmm. Which he should be. He, he like knew what he got, which is so funny. Like he was he was very aware that he actually had her attention in a very different way than he expected to. And I think he was kind of leaning into that a little bit with some of those lines, yeah. like the apartment line, like the other things. It's like, oh, I got you on the hook and I didn't even in, like that was not a part of the gig. I was not needing to, but you kind of like me and you're in the big important family. So, you know, I'll lean into it a little bit, but yeah, the Espenian thing is messed up. I do want to at the very least give shade the smallest bit of credit for not just falling for a pretty face Why? though, <laughs> because she did basically entirely distance herself from her family because of like Doru effectively and grandpa standing up for Doru. So but like, still don't there were other reasons I mean, in addition to, well, right. I would agree. But like, I do want to give the smallest. Again, credit. She's supposed to be the smart one. She should have realized mm-hmm. why they were asking her these telling questions. I mean, like it's so obvious. I think she just never planned on going back. And then she had all the racial stuff happen where she couldn't apply for jobs and other things too. It's a complicated thing. Two things. I think she got lured into the revealing before she knew she was going to Aspenia. And it could have been that she thought that was a possibility. But also, we've been told that Call Do Academy, almost monastery, yes, the, they're not supposed to have relationships there. There are a few, mm-hmm. but they're very casual explicitly. We're also told that Shay was single minded and didn't make friends. So it's not a huge leap to think. You know, from I forget the exact age, but like 10 to 17, 18, 
no relationships, no romantic relationships going on for her. So this is like she's not very first time a handsome boy is interested yeah. in her. She's not very savvy. Could be, you know, maybe he was a more experienced spy, straight up a spy, perhaps. You know, like sent into yeah. pluck an asset. So I think we should give our That's girl a, good a, little, point. a little credit. She was young. She was a little. Ooh. I'm saying ten percent, twenty percent. She doesn't really. <laughs> it's like just the way stupid. they're asking some of those questions. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we got to be a little better than yeah, that. Yeah, what gift should I bring? Who are the other ones? Well, that's just a, like, asking about, like times, like people obvious. show up to stuff. Yeah, when, that, like, when are yeah. these important political <laughs> well, figures in what location? She's like a princess too, so like she just naive and thinks everything like it's common knowledge. Yeah. She wasn't raised like a princess. She went to the fucking academy and she got oh, her hands right, right, burned right, on like, bricks too. She had the advanced, like higher level place in society her whole life. I meant yeah. so like she knew and thought these things like this access that she had. She thought that was more commonplace than it was probably. I don't know, just being and being trained by Doru, even though he's a creep, and her dad, her grandpa basically raising her, she should have had more like suspicion of other people, especially Aspinians. Isn't her grandpa the one who raised her to like be racist and suspicious of Aspinians? And she's like, no, they seem nice. I'll tell them all <laughs> the family secrets. Why not? He was hot, Aaron. <laughs> Also, no, that was that was hot. like Jared. His name is Jared, and he was hot. He went to Jared. No, when, also, when I heard that, Jared I like threw my hands up. I was like, "See, fucking idiot." <laughs> Team also, I, did, I was like, "Aaron's gonna fucking make a whole thing out of this." <laughs> I forgot I don't know about the exact timeline, but I believe Thomas brought it up. That starts sort of. That's like the Doru revelation happens before the Jared thing, right? So she's already starting this disenchantment with her grandfather, his mm-hmm. point of view, his racism, perhaps. So, you know, she's already poised to rebel this way, too, a little bit. I just think if we look at it, there's a lot of factors going on that explain why our girl, usually very level-headed, very clear seer, was led astray in this instance. The defense... I think she was, got off lightly. I think she's lucky... Everyone's like, yeah, come back and hang out. Listen, players fuck up sometimes. <laughs> it's not the defense. Oh my God. <laughs> players fuck up sometimes. What do you want? <laughs> Better. I don't know. It's good. It's good. <laughs> you can't win game seven if you don't lose three. I don't know what you want. Oh, see, you say player, and I went to Jared being the player. Oh, no. Not, not game, basketball not players. Baller. Yeah, you, All see, my homies you see, I was thinking Jared. <laughs> Okay, oh my, fuck Jared. <laughs> we only have one our guy so far, and it is Moon Papi Danwa. Everyone else suspect. <laughs> That's true. Sorry to mom. So back to the apartment. Yes, sorry. Mm-hmm. I would love to talk about Shay and Hilo's interaction. I, I know that we talked earlier about the blood or the blades like cutting at each other in these sharp words. But specifically, the way that Hilo reacts, I think, is is a fantastic thing to dig into. Especially since, truly, this wasn't his idea. This was Lon's request. Yeah, I thought. Do he we was, get any confirmation of that beyond this conversation? Yeah, we. He asked it in a previous chapter, back like in week two. Okay. Hilo complained. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, gotcha. "Why?" Right. Okay. Forgot about that. Yeah, I came out of this like Hilo's kind of making some good points. Yeah, I, I'm more Team Hilo. 
Hilo's moving up. Shay's moving down. <laughs> Lon. Aww, I, can, Lon. I can understand the rationale behind it from Lon's point of view, especially with these mounting like pressures. I think someone should fucking follow her around because she's doing stupid shit. (laughs) Yeah, I just think that Khan was just bad at his job. I don't think it was like... (laughs) He should have decorated his apartment. Yeah. Even if Shay does nothing with the clan, she's a very high-value target for Ransom. Yeah, especially after what happened to Andon. And yeah. Hilo. So I, I can understand wanting to have a detail on her. I think doing it secretly was probably a mistake. I think she would have totally understood, given the circumstances, that like, hey, shit's going down. We can't have you just getting taken. We're going to have people watching you. And like in the area, in the vicinity, they're not going to invade your privacy, but they will be. Th- I, I don't think she would have objected to that if. If, Lon yeah, Lon had been more upfront and, and she like didn't even. All that. She didn't even know about Anda and she's kind of like finding stuff out in a weird. I think she was full on. I'm going to do this on my own. Well, I do. I do think if she knew about him, or it was more upfront, like PJ saying, then she would have tried to like lose him, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. Like sneak away. I think we should have just picked a different finger that wasn't as dumb as Khan. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's just, he was bad at his job, and I think Hilo was like <laughs> proud of Shay when he's like laughing on the phone because she's got a knife and she caught him. He's like, okay, like, you know, she's not just walking around totally blind, yeah. even though she doesn't have Jade. I mean, uh, hypothetically, could could he have been in Shay's class? Khan? Yeah. I, I think, think he's she younger. says he's a few years Yeah. Okay. Okay. That would but be funny because there's all these, uh, like, she didn't recognize Mate Ken versus Mate Tar. Like, she tried to tell them apart. That would have been a nice little twist of like how out of touch she was with her roots, maybe. Yeah, if it was like a just an unassuming middle of the pack student at the academy in her class, like that could have been a cool reveal. Ultimately, like I, I think it would have made more sense, or I, I think I think it could have gone down in a better way if Lon was willing to be open with her. Or if instead of that, they just sent somebody that she knew. So she was clued into like, okay, I'm being like protected. Maybe she would have taken it as I'm being watched and that would have been messy, but like fucking communication would have helped everything here. Possibly. It, it's tough <laughs> because I think Lon's trying to respect those boundaries, though, at the same time. It's like, but he's not. this is a last ditch. Well, this is a last ditch security thing because of the clan, right? But he's respecting every other boundary. But it's like, this is for your safety in the backdrop. Without telling her. That's that's the part well, yeah. that gets fucky. Uh, but, but she doesn't want to be told about anything relating to the clan. She's been very clear about that, which is that also she's why she doesn't get involved on day in and day out. 
that's you know <laughs> that's, that's why she's to figure you know? her shit out Jump in the pool, baby. Foot in, foot in, foot out. Yeah, I do agree. It's time for her to take figure, the plunge. Figure some shit out. Put your Jane on. She went to a church, went to the steeple. Hopefully, she gets some answers and finds the people. No words from the people. Is there anything else on the apartment that's weighing on anyone? No. Okay. There is something I forgot to bring up at the front of the chapter that I think. Raises an interesting question I'd like to pose to the group. So on 261 in the audiobook. Kindle, two, you mean? Kindle. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you, PJ. The visual audiobook. Listen, I am limitless, so <laughs> two years of two years abroad had given her perspective on her home country that she doubted most green bones possessed. How do we think Shay is using green bones in that instance? She's using it to other herself is she thinking of herself as a green bone can you can you become not a green bone anymore i don't like i i think the she graduated from the academy and i think like regardless of if she's wearing jade she has that title but i don't I don't know the specifics of how the title works is it like a doctor like you graduate with your <laughs> with your phd and you're not practicing practicing anymore you still have the title of doctor well she's very pointedly no longer jen she's no longer called jen which is sort of that's 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 within the clan right it is it seems to be from what we can tell more prestigious green bones than just like a street level green bone but we don't know if maybe like a a random technique citizen would say it's a finger maybe right I feel like she's still a green bone, but that she is saying that I know like she has a fresher and much different perspective than really any other green bone around. So to me, she read as like she considers herself a part of that group still, but but with but standing away with a, a fresher and different perspective that none of them have. That makes sense. As a question, when Andon met with met with the Mountain Tribe and met with Aitmata, did he use the yeah he calls her Aitgen term? And then Shit. he's like, "Oh, okay. sorry, I have to get used to that." Oh no, that's what okay. Shay. So what it's he not, when- it's not it's not a clan specific thing. It's not no. like respect within the clan. It oh, is, Mata, it's not yeah. a respect no to exclusive thing. Yeah. And I, I wasn't even thinking it was no peak exclusive, but my but clan, thought like was peer maybe to peer it was within like clan. within peer to peer within a clan, but that gotcha, doesn't brother. track with that. So I like that doctor comparison that you're pulling, or like a doctor sir kind of a thing. You know, it's it's very much I think in a similar vein. Yeah, Jen is like military rank as opposed to. Greenbone, sure. which is a graduate of a like Jade Academy. It's your undergrad versus your PhD. <laughs> <laughs> yes, love that. I'd need more. Like, I'd need to look closer to see if I could like parse out an answer. Keep an eye out. I will. Yeah. Will it bear fruit? Start parsing these details out. 
It's one of those things that I, I find very clever about this storytelling is that there are some things that are directly told to us, but there are others that are just consistent undertones that are meant to be pulled together to understand. There, there's a there's a good blend of show and tell throughout the story. So just like Blue's Clues, <laughs> or like any good kindergarten sweet class. baby Thomas. All right, <laughs> sweet sweet little baby Thomas. All right, you don't remember Steve with. I remember Joe. We all remember. I mean, Joe came out after Steve. <laughs> I know. Anyway. I specifically remember Joe. Sorry. sorry because sorry. like trauma, you know, like that's the thing. Yes. All right. With that, let's get into chapter 28. Deliveries and secrets. Andon is given a secret task by Lon to be trusted to no one else. After dropping off the package, they have a conversation about school where Andon notes the oddness of Lon's aura before they practice deflection. Lon quickly snaps and apologizes as it becomes clear that something else is going on with him as Andon finds Shine or SN1 in the white envelope that he delivered. Tough. <laughs> There's a lot in this chapter. I love this chapter so much. I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> what, so what my main takeaway from this whole chapter is Lon didn't even try to deny it at all. He, a great excuse would have been like, yeah, we're researching like the illegal shine like ingredients. We're sending it to the lab. I feel like he had that he perception it up from the lab. Yeah, I feel like. God damn it. I also feel like he just perceived that like a meth lab. Lon was Andon. No, like, well, Andon could feel that Lon was off mm-hmm. previously. Andon then, also never mentions to Lon that his aura is fucked. And it was suspicious, like how many times, like he requested him to go do it. Which, so, how many times was that? Why him versus a finger? Yeah, it was a couple. It was a couple. They, they had a back and forth. So, like, Andon was already suspicious of what the fuck was going on. And so, like, then he sees it, and then Lon comes in, and it's all over his face. There's just no, I don't Saying, think. like, come on, man. I don't know. Make something up. Then I think that would but have been is worse. It better, yeah, is it is it better that he, would it have been better to have made something up or to have honestly told the truth? We've been talking a lot today about Lon's character, and I think it fits perfectly in with Lon's character here to be like, yes. Here's what it is, man. Like he's got to own you it. You're my connection to make sure. Yeah, and that's who he is. That's he owns everything. I also want to say, like, why is Lon walking around his house with all this fucking jade on? Like, why can't he just <laughs> chill out? <laughs> like, why doesn't he take breaks? It's like all or nothing. He is really pushing himself. I think that's just part of like the... take it off and take a bubble bath, dude. Yeah. Doesn't he say that the sort of cycling of the taking it on and putting it off is fatiguing as well? Later on, it seems like yeah. Where he puts it on is the most fatiguing part of it. So once it's on, maybe his rationale is that it's better to leave it on than to take it off and put it on again soon. That is, at least by the time we get to him visiting uni the comfort house again. yeah and why like divine why let the right. thank you at that time that is his rationale because he says that's why he hasn't been going there as often because taking off the extra jade and putting it back on was very it's a lot and we've we've seen what like the take on and off procedure does to Andon as well we know him to be a little bit more sensitive perhaps versus others but like 
we understand that there is some physical sort of detachment that comes with removing that. And there's kind of an ache and other things. So makes sense. I also didn't like this whole chapter made me, I just had like this feeling of dread, like when they were go- doing deflection practice and back and forth. And then like when Lon, I was so worried Lon was going to like blast Andon or something because mm-hmm. he just seems so unstable. Like I don't trust him. I agree. Yeah. This is when that really started to be very, very evident. And then like yells at him and grabs him and being yeah, a baby. dick. Oh baby, what is you doing? What is you doing, baby? Yeah. And it's it's like less than a page, right? Like he goes from like, hey, let's let's do this and we'll do a quick mentoring session. They talk about like throwing things and how Andon's real trouble is with like two things thrown from different directions. So it would need to be two people to like even push him to really be pushing on what he sucks at with deflection. And then that wraps in with this idea with Lon finally like having that break at the end of being like, you can't even push against this and like shouting at him and denouncing him as even like having potential as a green bone and then a paragraph later no more than like a beat of silence or two turning around being like i'm so sorry i am on edge for a dozen reasons did you guys see the shine thing coming i do want to go back to some of the other stuff inside of this chapter but did you guys see that coming at all not me not me i i mean i remembered the very pointed like bit of information when they first introduced shine about how in certain situations it was controversial but when a green bone is sick or otherwise like not able to fully rationalize their jade that it could be a legitimate use of it in the eyes of the green bones sometimes so i i i felt like this was coming did you expect it to be Lon, though, would maybe be the, the counter Yeah, I mean, as, as soon as he mm. was the one experiencing jade sickness, and I'm not, I'm not convinced that's what this is still. It's poison. But yeah, I, this jade's fucked. This jade is super fucked. How but they- as soon as he was exhibiting like some sort of sickness from the jade i'm like all right he's gonna start using shine or sn1 or whatever both because of that caveat that was introduced early on when they first introduced it Aaron, i felt like you had something to say there on the on the bit on the whole oh i was i'm just going back to when lon is like like i don't believe that crap like jade can't be poison it's like how do you how do you know? Like what if it's a new thing? Like shine's a new thing. You know? He's just so sure yeah, that it can't he, be like haunted by Greenbone's past. Yeah, it it was that like it was I think it was referred to as a wives tale, if I remember correctly, or something very similar of it being like an old an old tale of this being even a possibility. I don't know if this would be my first asking for a bet or just me asking for rampant speculation because I don't yeah, know if it's bettable. Fucking bet. I don't know if it's bettable. We'll, we'll, we'll see bettable. with the uh, betting house later. I would like... Ben, are you insistent that it's Poison Jade still? I agree it's Poison Jade. I would like to know by what mechanism you three 
believe the jade to be poisoned or how it would be possible to poison jade. Gold, I think, is a part of it. That would be because number of one of my power tale, Because of the, the, the saying. Those, those sayings come from somewhere. Like, they don't come from nothing, usually. So, but, but regardless of what the mechanism is, I believe that the, was it Gone? What was the name of the? Gum. 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 Gum, gum, gum. Gum, 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 gum. Pac-Man. I believe that he would have been able to take Lon in a fight, but this was a sacrifice very intentionally, and all of his jade was replaced with poison jade. He wasn't. He wasn't acting at peak. He was taken down by Lon. Lon took this poison jade. Like it, it, I think it was a literal poison pill. Mm-hmm. By the mountain. I fully agree with that. But in order to not put two eggs in one basket. I'm going to say that I knew that this was going to fucking happen eventually. I just didn't expect it to happen so soon. <laughs> you know what the betting. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. We're gonna wise <laughs> Let's up. diversify our bets so yeah. that no matter what Crossland <laughs> Thomas have to drink every time. I was <laughs> actually going to bring okay. that up. I'm willing to sacrifice. I, I volunteers tribute to be the sacrificial lamb on the off chance. I'm right. But because the mountain has circumvented <laughs> has circumvented the mining operations oh. like maybe they found some bad jade some bad jade man i like the i like the, I like the creativity I like there yeah. thank mm-hmm. you someone um, had to do it hey where cross are you typing that i'm not ben i am yep no i know thank you i was copy pasting oh, thank God. you yep. for the f- as far as the bets go for cross and thomas versus us I think if the majority of the three of us, like if two out of the three of us have it right, that's when you drink. I don't think it's an all or nothing. Like, I don't think it's like a, PJ. I think it's, I think, I think it's gotta be for the rogue a- right answer. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but what I would like to add right. is a force multiplier. PJ, who's yeah. side I would love a force we multiplier. That. So if the three I'm, of you, I'm on the side of like fairness and yeah, like fuck these guys. Yeah, know. fuck these ones down. <laughs> but if three force of you multiplier. are in agreement, one hundred percent lockstep and wrong, we have there's a punishment. There's an additional tax. <laughs> Punisher. <laughs> you take two, yeah, or something. Take three. I think it's a if, shot. If all three of you are wrong, yeah. Or if all three of you are, we generally do like sevens a shot in our game. But oh, yeah, okay. Well, so I'm thinking like. There's there's one or two that like all three of you said the same thing, and if one right. of those is wrong, in that instance only, it'd be like a penalty. Penalty. Anyway, Ben, um, what is your cool. read on the poison uh, jade situation? Make up a new one. I'll take like chemically poisoned. They think they've got a like an opposite of shine, like type a chemical situation. reaction. They've developed the 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 negative shine and injected it into their jade. Okay. Rubbed it, soaked it. Anti shine. Anti shine. So that's what I was looking dull? for. Dull, dull. Yeah. That would be one of <laughs> so for clarification for anyone listening, we have Aaron's of which is found bad jade in the mine, but otherwise similar to PJ's. You Ben of whom is claiming chemically poisoned it, kind of the opposite of shine, 
shine, developed a negative shine and injected it into the jade itself. So still the jade being the primary problem there that it was poisoned in some way. And then gold is a part of it for PJ. The sayings don't come from nothing. And that Gom intentionally sacrificed himself as a poison pill for the mountain. I think we all three agree on that last part. Yeah. Cool. That was all, all right. pl- that was all set up by Aitmada. She's Gom crafty. is the poison all pill. Right. Crafty, crafty, Got crafty. It. Cool. Down with that. I think that that's a great bet. I think that that was a bet from the moment that the mouths started opening and flapping. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I know that we've talked quite a bit about lawn at this point. So I, I do want to bring it back maybe a little bit and talk about like the whole family and now having a full impression of each of these siblings from Andin's perspective and the way that Andin views them all. We don't get Shay into a little bit after from, from perspective wise, but I do find the sibling uncle distinction between lawn Shay and Hilo really interesting. Like the fact that Hilo and Shay feel like older brothers or sisters. And then Lon is like this uncle that's extracted from the whole thing. That makes for a very interesting mentorship difference, I think. In the way that he takes him seriously, not only as the pillar, but also as like the true elder of the family. Since he also didn't have parents. Really. Well, he There's had also, fucked up parents. She's yeah. greater parents. Also she's greater mom. But a twist on that where Hilo thinks of Andin as a brother not quite sure where Shay's feeling that chapter is very delightfully awkward and then Andin says cousins they were true cousins to Andin Lon's the uncle so there's just like all these unique family dynamics within the found family almost and it's not just familial like Lon's older and as we find out later chose to adopt Andin but He's also the fucking pillar. Yeah, just their relationship is much more formal. It's not... They're definitely not on the same level. And it's very clear that they just interact differently. Like, Andon's got a much different relationship with Hilo, where it's like they can talk more on a level of equals. Necessarily, like, Andon's like looking up to him, but they're on kind of the same level playing field. But with Lon, it's like there's a sense of like he's removed from that. And I think then that makes their kind of interactions more formal, more awkward. And I think even though they brought him in as a kid, Andon has grown up with like imposter syndrome. Like he is from a cursed family. He's homosexual. Like he has all these like burdens and he's not actually a call even though they like say like you'll always be a call it's like well i he never never felt like one even though they like well welcomed him with open arms Mm -hmm. i love that i love that i i do want to move to the the actual practice itself what do you guys think of the demonstration of deflection and how kind of reaching that is as an idea. That seems dangerous. Blinging shit around? Yeah, it seems like it could get out of control pretty quickly. <laughs> so, I loved the actual mechanical explanation of it, to no surprise. Um, but, I mean, it, it's very clear that like this is here to usher in this depiction of lawn going a little bit nuts 
and a little bit out of his mind because of the jade that he's wearing. But I'm never going to be like upset about more technical. Oh no, it's it's not it's not about I'm not I'm not pointing at being upset. I was just like you're starting to get some of those rules. That was I guess more hyperbole than anything. Like I'm always going to be excited about the depictions of the mechanics of the magic system that we're working within. It's also like performing under like a ton of pressure. Not only is it like you weren't expecting to be doing any of this, he already like had a hard practice earlier in the day and he's like exhausted. And then now, I do think he was making up some excuses. Not- yeah. But now Lon's being like weird and making him more nervous, you know. <laughs> I don't know. You he's think seen- Andon was making excuses? Yeah, he was just well, like when his deflection went. I was wide, like, stop being a teenager and like Buckle up a little bit, you know, like own your shit. I think he was trying. I think he was just not doing. He's about to graduate. That's like where I mean, I Lon blew up, but at the same time, like he's making a pretty good point. Like you're graduating into a war. Like get your shit together. That's that's so tough. That's such a tough point to make because, like, that is that's what he's shouting at him, and it is simultaneously very real and not at all the Lon that we know. Right? Like it is. It feels like Dew is speaking through Lon in that moment, yeah. and sort of that con- drama coming to roost. You think I'm being mean to Shay? You're being mean to Anton. Well, he's I just, just a little baby. I think he was being a little baby in that <laughs> section. <laughs> Give him a break. Lon was being creepy and had a weird aura. I do. Yeah, so, I think that true. That's like the biggest part of it, and why he felt uncomfortable. So I'll give him a, a pass on it. But at the same time, like. I don't know. You got to be a little tougher. He's also a couple months away from being a full-fledged greenbone. Like he he has this sort of training. Knock like, over some freaking be... sand bottles, man. Well, not every greenbone is like amazing. <laughs> like the calls, like you know, I don't know. Aaron. Of course, we huh? next time Ben has a chiller workout. What I need you to do <laughs> is follow him to his apartment and then just like air like air horn. Be like, we're running laps, buddy, and make him run two miles and yeah. time it. Be like, what's going on? What, you're what, pretty yeah, slow, my dude. Why are you such a weak little bitch, I'm ben? not trying to be a green bone, <laughs> you know? Why, why not? I'm just saying. You're part Maybe of the Words of Whiskey clan, okay? Like, this a lot is a group. <laughs> Let's Don't do it. it. Drop and give me 20. <laughs> I don't know. As someone who, like, played a ton of sports growing up and was submitted to a lot of shit like this. Like to me, that's kind of, that's way it came across where I was like, okay, in those moments you do have to just freaking toughen up and like get yourself through it. I don't know. And like, but if it's a private coaching session with your brother, yeah. uncle, you know, like and that's being creepy and- well, yes. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. I, I agree. Being like, weird. I'll give him yeah. the, the benefit of the doubt since, Uncle Lon was being a weirdo, but I I would have liked to see him respond a little differently. Vibes are bad, man. Like, how many familial characters does does Lon encompass for Andon? Uncle, brother, dad. Uncle, brother. I don't dad. think dad. <laughs> yeah, I think Call sends maybe dad, but is he okay? I think I don't Shorty think Andon has a dad. 
His dad died. No, I think he, uh, I think Lon is more like, you know, sure, uncle, but Pillar is one of the first ones. And I don't think Andon sees Lon as a brother. Hmm. Wait, so yeah, if Colson brother would be a, a huge is the, is the dad stand in, that makes him Lon's uncle. Can I, right? Cousin? <laughs> I think cousin. It makes him a cousin. The yeah. best. But you're close way to address this would nope, be nope. to say dad dad you're right never mind never mind you're right anyway I'm, Thomas, no yeah, i don't think sorry. anyone's saying call sin is the dad for right. andon right I, yeah andon just has daddy issues i think that's what his dad fucking say. died and his mom <laughs> i don't i think his dad herself. fucked off i don't think <laughs> she's did his dad die or i think he just fucked off details yeah we i don't recall you know at this juncture i don't remember he's dead in the story dead to I don't, I don't think we know, do we? Dead or gone, he's he's out. I think we only heard about Missing. his mom. Yep. He, I know so far. I, I'll I'll bite my tongue just in case. We we've gotten very skimmed details on father okay. up until this that's point. Right. We do we do know that he left, and that's all we yes. know. Abandonment issues. Worse. Is it possible that it's the same? No. And we know his heritage, his split his heritage. What? Sorry, that was it. Right. Was I was going to say, is it possible that it's due, but it's not because no. due died no. nine years before that, and also right the split heritage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's a huge point inside of Andon's mind. So Emory. I do want to bring up we've we've been talking a lot around this, but there's the white envelope, right? That's obviously delivered, and we we've talked a little bit about that. But I do want to talk specifically about the part that we've kind of been interrogating on the side here, and I'll read the quote. They're talking about the envelope. If Call Lawn, the pillar of No Peak, needed SN one, what did that mean? Especially for someone like Andon. What hope did he have? His thoughts churned in denial. It's all the new jade that you're wearing, isn't it? Andon's voice was an agitated whisper. Is there something wrong with it? Is it dangerous because it used to belong to Gom? Lon managed a humorless smile. No. Jade is an amplifier. It doesn't retain energy from its previous owner, no matter what old superstitions will tell you. He turned his face away slightly and his voice fell. I didn't get out of the duel unscathed, Andon. He tapped his chest above his heart. Gom disrupted something when he channeled into me. I haven't been feeling quite right since then. It's made carrying new jade harder than it should be. I don't trust that explanation. I know that you don't believe that, but do we? <laughs> I think uh, you know, I'm, there's I'm curious a reason, to interrogate it. A there's a bit. reason there's old superstitions. It's because it's fucking real, man. Right. I think that Lon certainly believes everything that he said there 100%. But we as the reader, that to me kind of is like a a siren for me to get my conspiracy corner hat yeah, on exactly and and Ben's feel like this is an area <laughs> so ben and i have a similar situation in that anytime something is very explicitly outlined as truth <laughs> yeah. i cannot believe it <laughs> yeah, I've I know, time I'm, with that I'm already too. like i don't trust woon anymore <laughs> <laughs> everyone's too cool with woon poppy donwa not Woon Pommy Donwa. Exactly. He's gonna betray us. Anyways, that's a bet. I do I do think that if like I'm thirty percent like, okay, maybe it, it's not the Jade at all. Maybe he like Gom knew of he was still a plant and and put there in order to fuck with Lon, but he knew a way to like 
mess up his aura and like break something inside. It's possible. Maybe shows that danger of channeling, you know, and, and like a lack of understanding therein where it's like there's something else. I mean, we get into some of the spiritual, the potential spiritual aspects, I should say, of Jade in the later chapter about the Temple Divine. But and isn't definitely channeling what Andon outlines as his greatest strength of yes. the in this yeah. chapter, yep, weakest okay. weakest at deflection, strongest at channeling, and that's what doctors the the jade doctors do, right? They channel, channel, yes, the healers. But Gom put literally his last life energy into that blow, and then like was a shell, and then got his guts cut open. Do you think he just like physically did something to Lon to mess him up? Like he messed up a heart valve or something like that? And no, I think it was like a like, jade valve. Mm, okay. Jade valve. Okay. <laughs> Do you believe that had he not been injured, I guess you wouldn't because you think. Hmm. Trying to think how to frame this. <laughs> the trap of the show. So, <laughs> Thomas, it's tough. I don't know if you guys. Well, because you all think it's poisoned. So if it is poisoned, wouldn't matter. Assuming Erlan not injured and the jade not poisoned, allegedly, would Lon be able to carry the extra jade? Say that again. We're jade. So we're just like let's assume it's normal jade. jade for this conversation. Okay. And he wasn't injured. And, and assume he wasn't, he wasn't injured. injured. Do you think Lon would be able to bear the added jade if it's normal and he was normal? Yes. Yeah. What's your perception of jade levels and tolerances? I don't know so, that he could because he's already like not sleeping and when we first meet him he's like i can't tell anyone that i'm not sleeping because they'll think i have jade sickness okay sorry real quick aaron you pulled on something i wanted to bring up but didn't want to bring up do you think that should have anything to do with why he is wearing jade even in the comfort of his own home like why he's not taking it on and off because he can't sleep and stuff well that he can't tell anyone that he can't sleep specifically Right. So even in his own home, he's keeping up appearances. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, you I was know, wondering the, if anyone picked up on that, at least. I just, I still don't understand. What, I understand, like, he didn't want to take it on an awful lot because it's such a crash mm-hmm. on both sides, but it is still like, I don't know. Why? I didn't necessarily read the not sleeping thing as a jade issue. Well, he he said he even says like just I, not picking up. I on can't that. let anyone know because then they'll think I have the jade sickness. Yeah, it's sleepless pillar. It's a very early chapter okay. of which I'm also renaming my cocktail to the sleepless pillar. For the <laughs> that's, that's the new name. It's a good name. But, um, so I feel like that's a little bit unclear in that explanation of. Does he believe that he has jade sickness and that's why he's not sleeping? Or does he think that the not sleeping is something else? That's what, but he's hiding it because it's a telltale sign of jade sickness, which would show him as weak, even though that's not what he's experiencing. That's kind of how I read it. Yeah. I, I read it as like, he's got these issues like weighing on his mind and just as a human being is not sleeping well because of the pressure of his current situation and that he doesn't want to let people know because then they will think it's Jade sickness, but it's not Jade sickness. It's because how would you know them? He's a weak 
pillar, you know? Right. He doesn't have thick blood. Well, I'm just saying, like, he's, like, not made for this job, and he doesn't want to admit that. Maybe he thinks wearing it all the time, even at home, will, like, thicken up his blood. Like, he'll he'll toughen up, basically, if he keeps it on. Is, listen, shine is like a milky liquid, they say, right? Is it torn? It's like heroin. <laughs> is it just is it thick in that fucking blood? <laughs> oh, no. It's just cornstarch. That's all it is. Yeah. Syrup. Speaking of shine, in the context of this scenario, when are we going to bring Anden in on federal criminal charges for opening somebody else's mail? Fucking <laughs> talk about it. Rude. <laughs> How do you know that's a law there? Ooh. Do they have a federal government? Good point. They have a what about it, what about drug trafficking? How about that? Yeah, I think he's too. on the hook for for possession and trafficking at least. But when if, you know, if the president of the United States told you to pick up a package, probably you're probably not at fault. You are. You are. They just hope well, they can help you. There, there is something interesting there is that he does feel some like guilt for being like an illegal mule almost, right? Which like feeds into a lot of the anxiety that he feels running out of this whole scene, right? So like, yeah, opening mail, mail fraud, definitely a problem. Being a drug trafficker, definitely a problem. The whole point of deliveries and secrets is this idea. But the fact that this is maintained throughout, I think, is an interesting concept as well, where he's like, don't tell anyone but I'm okay with you knowing. And that explicit like trust and vote of confidence, I think shows that like maybe he is the uncle, but Lon still trusts Andin implicitly as a member of the family. I don't know if he does trust him, but he's like really well, trying not any- not to anymore. like give him the impression. And mm. <laughs> like, he's like, I trust you with this and like you are he's like trying to give him that piece so that Andon won't say anything <laughs> because it's his only option I'm not sure if he actually does trust him to I think Lon with, with all this jade is starting to trust nobody that's fair that's a fair point except yeah. for wound <laughs> Wound puppy Donwas. <laughs> you can't not dress wound. I mean, it's he's gonna bite us in the okay. ass. Top two, not right. two. He's the right hand man. You know what? It, when I read it initially, I always have read it as Lon genuinely trusting Andin in this moment. But what you just brought up, Ben, it brings up vibes almost of like in movies or other media where like a dad cheats on the mom and the son or somebody catches them and they're like, I'm trusting you with this, buddy. Like they do like a, a fake overacting of the trust because mm-hmm. it's like such a diabolical secret yeah that's kind of how I read it and it was just like part of the fucked up jade aura that made him do this but like he doesn't have a lot of options here but he's trying to like he know he already freaked out he know that he knows that Andon has now caught him and so now he's trying to be like okay, what's Andon's expectation of me in this moment? I've got to be my normal self. And if I was the normal, like, solid lawn, I would let him know that I trust him. And like, and that's just like, he's just going deeper and deeper into a hole here. 
Yeah. If he truly did this, if he truly chose Andon because he trusted him, he wouldn't have kept it entirely secret until Andon found out on his own. Like it's totally a backpedal in my mind. Do we think that Lon knows how sensitive and some of the finer points of Andon's jade ability like Hilo does? It seems to me that he's disconnected from that. I don't know. He probably gets... Well, before before now, I feel like Lon was involved in like visiting family members and stuff. I don't know. I feel like he has too much going on for that. Well, that's like he feels more like a connection between like what makes Hilo more like a brother and Lon more like an uncle. I like that read. Or how like they're just closer in age. They interacted a lot more in their formative years. They're going to be more intimately familiar with each other than the double age difference Lon. Right? That's what it is, right? It's like nine years between Andon and Hilo, and then another nine years between Hilo and Lon, I think. No. Not that much. Not that much. But there, there is a difference. I want to say there between Hilo and Lon, it's like a f- three or four year difference, or like a four or five year difference. It's not that far. No shit. I think it's Wait, way no, more. He's because, ten yeah. when Hilo. I, yeah, no, I it, it is. Nine. It is nine. I think. You're, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's nine or nine. Yeah, because he was friends with also like he was friends with Andon's. I'm, I'm thinking to do right. Like Dew was ten, or when when Lon spent time with Dew, he was around ten, yes. and Hilo, Hilo was infant. fresh. And so that gives us yeah fresh. a perspective of <laughs> right off that. That's my preferred baby terminology. <laughs> fresh kid, ladies. He's that baby. Maybe <laughs> it's. Fresh. It says person. like coming out of the oven and it's like, well, what bread when it comes out of the oven and you smell it, what's it smell like? It smells fresh. So it's what's a baby? It's fresh. Anyway, only if it's cool. dressed well. The bread it's my or the whole baby ideology. Both. Let's do what we're insane. We're unstoppable. Jigs. I love I love this. So you're right. It is it is like almost a two decade gap between the two that, that leads us into this corner. So do you want to I, I love that we've focused in so much in this chapter and what we've done, but I do want to end it with the quote that I think closes this chapter out brilliantly, which is the tightness in his chest hadn't gone away even after he stopped running. He wished he could make himself cry to release some pressure, like lifting the top off of a boiling kettle. And I, again, highlighting Fonda Lee's use of imagery, this is, I think, wonderful, especially as Andon chooses when he was biking here to instead like leave the bike. He can't even remember the fact that he biked there and he chooses to take the bus and he's just so out of it and he sprinted and he's just mentally gone from, from where he was versus when he arrived, he's lost something in between. A lot of stress to put on a, a kid. That's a bad position for him. And in that chapter, he was saying, like, right when he promised, he, like, immediately was like, I need to break this promise. Oh, yeah, he's gonna fucking tell somebody immediately. He kind of tries to tell Shay, but... He does. He realizes she probably isn't the right person. 
and like even Kianla's like minute pressure of like, oh, don't you want to like stay for like food? He's like, no! he like is almost no. breaking down in the moment of like he can't even tolerate that confrontation, which is a non-confrontation, <laughs> but like he can't lie and is incapable of it, as it seems. And it's just like a huge problem, and nothing that Lon said to talk him off the cliff was changing his mind that Lon is not in a good place his aura is bad and now he's doing shine which is like the ultimate fuck up in Andon's eyes yeah Ooh, dang and by the way crying does make you feel better gives you endorphins so he mm-hmm. cried out I hope you can cry it out All right. Cool. Chapter 28 sealed. Chapter 29 time. Chapter I love 29. the title of this chapter. You'll probably die. <laughs> I knew this it was immediately going to be about Barrow. <laughs> hey. And the kid's right. He's right. This chapter, we see the mysterious goateed Mountain Greenbone return to the Dirty Two with a mission for Barrow and Chiki. Should they choose to accept it, they are to use their fully guns to shoot up the Lilat Divine. Gangster shit. Real gangster shit. Does this make you think that we got a, a mole in the uh, No Peak clan? Well, yeah, knowing like tipping off when Juan's going to be there. You mean that? Yeah, like it seems like somebody's got the schedule. I, I'm sure there's moles on both sides. I don't it know. It doesn't seem like we got no. We don't got no moles. I know. We need to step it up. True. This this whole like practicing with the guns and then getting your mission. Like I feel like this could be like more of a story. Like Barrow's shit's always so short, you know. But like I don't know, watching him practice with the gun and stuff that would have been fun. Like him, him being like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Feels like a I don't know, montage moment in a movie. Movie montage. Me personally, his, I just it, don't like hanging out with Barrow. So I'm I'm glad for the brevity. <laughs> you know, let's keep it moving when this guy shows up. This twisty face boy. I agree. <laughs> twisty face Twist boy. Scarred man. And then Cheeky is just a little bitch. It's <laughs> <laughs> so long for the ride. He's all More like, More or know. less than Sampa. More. Uh, Sampa. <sighs> yeah, he's a poor fellow. Poor Sampa. Sampa's a sweet though. boy. Yeah. Sampa eventually was brave enough to get out. Exactly. That's true. Cheeky's a bitch. That's true. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, fucking Tom's ordering it in the middle of our show that's good <laughs> that's what's up just no, no context just that's what's up I don't, I don't so then, I know we don't do sound drops on this show but we need to get a <laughs> PJ that's what's up sound drop I don't know why that's chilling so in terms of like the mission it seems like the mountain just wants 
the lilac divine to be shot up. They're not actually saying to kill anyone. They want Lon's car to get shot. They want Lon to feel like he can't relax or go anywhere. But I, I didn't see this as a, as what Barrow saw it as, as a chance to kill Lon. That's not how I saw it. Like I saw it as them just like fucking with Lon. Yeah, I don't think that they expected like Barrow and Cheeky to machine gun Lon to death. Yeah, I agree. But it does seem like there was a specific message being sent to Lon. Like you can't even go see Uni. Like they wanted him. They wanted his car shot up, and they wanted to go when he was there. Yeah. Right. That's what I so got. He feels it. like trapped and like yeah. th- the world's closing in because they know he has poison Jade and he's going to start getting weird and paranoid. Yeah. They're fucking with him. Yeah. So they want him to mess, mess he's, up. He's never outlined as a target. That his like, car specifically Bureau, is though, right? To yeah, like his car imply that it's a target. Do you think they intended for the, like them to try to kill Lon? Or do you think it was a message being sent to Lon? Yeah, I think it's a message. It's like they wanted to imply a threat, I I feel like. But I don't think that they're going the they were not given this mission specifically to like execute a hit on Lon. No. Like I said, and there was yeah, no expectation that that was going to happen. I think they're pushing Lon into a corner and then he'll they're expecting him to like I agree. Fuck up yeah, I like that. Because angle. if he can't yeah. handle the jade and then and then everyone will be like, oh no. They're continuing to apply pressure. This a, is a fucking chessboard. Yeah. All of this. And it's just like, you know, fucking rook to E seven or whatever. That type of shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I am totally on board with both of you guys. I, I think they don't want to kill Lon explicitly because of what we outlined as far as like the poison pill. Yeah. Like they, they want him to be in charge of the mountain or of the no peak clan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this state. And it's just, and they want him to be rattled. They want him to be like on yeah. edge. Yeah. But I don't think, I, I think very explicitly they didn't want Biro to kill Lon. I just or they would that, have given him that direction. I just don't think, think there's was any expectation an that he could kill yeah. Lon. You yeah. know, like there. That's fair. Yeah. So like they are saying like shoot up the club, shoot up his car, deliver a message, and they and so they and then try to get out alive. He knows that he can be. They like they know where he's at. They know that he can be touched pretty much anywhere, and so that kind of would then start to make him even more paranoid and like said, start applying more pressure and hopefully for him to make a mistake at some point. Is this the first time too, that Lon is going there without any bodyguards around? He doesn't go there with bodyguards. Because like it's too? like the club, the club is the bodyguard. Okay. As, as defined previously, yeah. like he doesn't, okay. yeah, because it's a lantern men yeah. establishment. So and he doesn't deep have in to. no peak territory. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I also just to append, there's not a whole ton to talk about inside of this chapter. Of course, we've we've hit a lot of it. But I love the little note that's like spray and pray, right? Like yeah. this is a gaming term that's like point and click and just scribble around on the screen to try to kill something from a from a gaming perspective. And I, I just like that idea of like he our green bone, our mysterious green bone here doesn't trust 
the guys enough to do more than just miscellaneous right. damage. Yeah, and yeah. and it's like a, they're sending them into like certain deaths, basically. Like spray and pray, like yeah. that club's full of green bones. Good luck getting out of there alive. Right. Another interesting thing in this chapter, which is brief, but we get Barrow's sort of origin story with Green Bones and maybe the start of his fascination with Jade. Breaking the shins. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Only Barrow that. would take that story and be like, yeah, that's, that's what about I want. me. <laughs> they broke the shins of my bully. How dare they? Boy. Barrow. And then there's the whole like conversation about like, will this make me cut? And like the lack of promise around this being like a thing that will actually ever be delivered for Barrow. Yeah. And that's, you're just being strung along, dude. Yeah. Do it's like classic. Have like, you not caught on? Drug dealer, addict type stuff. Can we mm-hmm. also say that we were right? that Barrow would come back at a very inopportune time and fuck some shit up for us. Remember when we said that? You said that, but we didn't bet that. So <laughs> like, I mean, I'll, I'll take a drink. Ooh. I'll take it. I'll take a drink for you. But <laughs> thank I you. Won't. Okay. Fair. I said clairvoyant. Yeah. So. <laughs> cool. Clairvoyant. All right. With that, We'll close out on Barrow's chapter this week and we'll go to chapter 30. The Temple of Divine Return. I was kind of... Shade visits Andin. Go ahead. There's a little (laughs) steam on that. What do you mean? Return. Look at that. God damn it. Shay visits Andin at the relay ball field and gets food with him afterwards where they discuss Lon and getting him to chill out maybe just a little bit. After they finish their meal, Shay heads off on her own to the Temple of Divine Return in the Temple District to pray among all of the various faiths. But obviously, she's a deitist, as we know. But I do love this whole entire depiction of sports that we get. We get, of course, naturally a fun thing inside of Fantasy Worlds is like, what are your sports that you can imagine? Quidditch. And this is such a cool reimagination of soccer and handball and like water polo, but on ground, which is and fun. Like volleyball, I like it. right? I mean, it's kind of- I, I kind of saw it as yeah, volleyball. Yeah. yeah. Volleyball, yeah. water polo. <laughs> like there's there's a couple of different things that we are like, playing that together here, here that I, I really like. <laughs> okay. Well, fair enough. Yeah, we did talk about that already. But. I, I do love the whole like sports chant thing, and we should definitely talk about that. But I particularly love the character note on Relay Ball that Shay notes about Andon, which he treats it like a duty, not a game. And, Cross, that's such a great note because it's so emblematic of how I interpreted how he just kind of lives his life. He has a hard time having fun. He's a sad boy. That's brutal. <laughs> just like he's my Ephraim, you know. <laughs> he just has a hard time, like enjoying anything. Mm. He needs the Zoloft. <laughs> even even the idea of love. Yeah, it's just. Uh, poor Andy. Tug the ear twice for no. Don't actually. That's actually <laughs> a shitty practice. Don't do that. Yeah, never mind. Cut cut cut. Did he practice? Cut. No, we're fine. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. Shitty practice. Cut, cut, cut. Pro homo. 
cancel cross. <laughs> no. That's what I meant. <laughs> Anti Stone Eye Pro. pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Twice unlucky. God damn it. Relay ball. And I mean, it's Relay like. Ball. And Andrew. he's. He's good. It's it's like he's really good at school. He's like the best in the class at and being really a green bone. Ball. And then yeah, he's also like the most athletic. And everyone in the audience is like, you know, Hilo can't wait to for him to graduate. You know, so live it up a little bit, man. Well, you know, he's like, like the the like I don't. It's like the jock that doesn't want to be the jock. He's just such he's a Chad, he's Chad I mean. Michael Murray yeah. in. <laughs> in another Cinderella or in a Cinderella story, he's Chad Michael Murray. That's what's going on. I know I've seen that, I but was, I do not um, remember. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have been as surprised as I was, but I was kind of surprised by how public the knowledge of his mom was. Where like the the random bystander refers to her as the like refers to him as the Mad Witch's daughter or Mad Witch's son. I didn't it's realize. a small island. Yeah. It's a small island, and it's a very prominent family on that small island. So, uh, like, like I said, like I shouldn't have been as surprised as I was, but I it recontextualized how important he and his family was on top of the calls in general. I want to ask too: Is relay ball not like volunteer? Like he has to play it. I think he joined the school team. I feel like he joined. You know, it's like most sport, at least in our world. Yeah, people do it to have fun because they enjoy it. And like for community, I don't know. People do that in high school, and you play sports you don't want to. I mean, if Shay's read is correct, he could have been like, you know, I'm going to be good at this, so it's my I have to do it. It's a duty. Yeah, again, duty. Duty. I don't Plus, it's like another t- chance to interact with crushes. You know, like it's it's a whole thing. Like, what do you? What can we pin or like not give to Andon at this point? Like, there's he's just a guy doing dude things, and we're in Shay's perspective for all of this, and the chant and cheer for long lost cousin Andon, of whom she describes as filled out a lot since she last saw him <laughs> as like a full green bone man, kid is strong, yeah. built. Hulk that out, was Andon. interesting. Because I always, I pictured him kind of like. I pictured uh, yeah. him tall and a scrawny. Little yeah, yeah, a little uh, linky. Yeah. And then. That's my view of him as well. He kind of fucking shredded up, apparently. Or maybe he's just, he was like a baby horse and now he's mm-hmm. like looking Grown more. into his body a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I I've been wanting I've been wanting to ask this question actually for weeks, but I feel like we finally hit a point as it accumulates as we get the comparison of even sports between countries. But I want your guys' opinions or thoughts on the countries on the whole. So far, we've got Iguton, Espenia, and Kekon as our like three. But what do you guys think of the cultures there, given the impressions that we have, mostly from Shay, but also from from other people? What do we read? Maybe analogous comparisons to what do you think of our three countries as they were? I mean, I'm definitely getting like the Asian vibes out of Kikon. 
I'm getting Russia vibes out of Egaton. And oh, really? Oh, yeah. They talked about how they have like millions of people to sacrifice in a war or something like that. Oh, Jesus. I mean, that's a little mm-hmm. topical. A lot of land. Yeah, yeah, a lot of land. Like it's cold and there's bad food. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm getting, you know, America 100% out of Espinia. I see, like, especially when Shay talks about the Spinians seeing Kacon as, like, barbaric and outdated. And, like, sure, they have superpowers, but they're savages, basically. Like, I see Espinia as, like, you know, the big modern city. And then Kacon is, like, I don't know, Cuba. Like, it's all the buildings, everything's still in the fifties mm-hmm. and they still drive old Fords, you know, like mm-hmm. haven't upgraded. I didn't, I guess I haven't really thought of Egotan. So rushes that that's fun. Yeah. I always get, I'm curious on PJ's thoughts too, but I always get like, I've always got like a Spenia is the West to some degree agreed on the America front, but I always get like a little bit more of a British influence on the top of it, especially in the way that the sports like are described. White people <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. White people energy. Yeah. No, no question. No question. Where does that originate fully from somewhere between, yeah. you know, most of Western Europe and America for sure. Probably Fenway would be my guess of where that comes from. <laughs> Fenway. Those thoughts. Yeah, um, PJ. Any any thoughts on the countries? I don't. I'd like, there are the the very obvious like parallels being drawn, but I I love that it's not perfectly one to one, and it's not tied to a specific time. Like, we we don't live in nineteen seventies. We don't live in like. I like that it's pulling from different cultures around the world in different time zones while maintaining a technological sort of baseline of this like pre-internet, but post like I would guess eighties ish because like faxes exist and telephones exist. Did did, when was when, when did faxes become prevalent like I, I feel like that was 80s are they faxing did we know that that was last the faxing last week. The equivalent faxing. Of did you, were you here last week <laughs> no the pj technically faxing was invented in 1846 come on pj, right. come on, PJ. Become commonplace 1924 is when what? it became commonplace yep people faxing all over the place titanic sending faxes wow. <laughs> Literally, NT Corporation developed for transmitting pictures by electricity. It's 15 photographs. It was really firmly sold to consumers in 1948, just after the war. Here's the thing. Wow. I definitely, yeah. We're going to act like a company founded by Alexander Graham Bell, his trustworthy, All right, we're, because we're not, we will not. <laughs> Hey, I will not stand. We, we already was, were talking about the fact that phones in the that background. Sounds like a different podcast. Was, Bell, so, Bell was founded. Alexander Bell bought Bell. This, okay. this is PJ, a wholly different PJ, just podcast. Let me, let me stop I would out. love to get into. We don't need to give I would love to talk truth. about this whole thing. 
But all I'm saying is, it, even <laughs> if it's 50s, 60s, 70s, or 80s, faxes exist, existed, as well as phone calls, colloquially. So, <laughs> as we know. I'm getting sixties, seventies vibes mm-hmm. if I had to place it in I a, get I get seventies. Yeah. I, I feel firmly grounded in the seventies, yeah. but I, 70s, I I can lean either works. way. Yeah. I can lean either side of that for sure. I yeah. can I could go sixties, I could go eighties. So Yeah. But I, I like that it's a little bit ambiguous and it, it keeps us rooted in this fantasy world a little bit. You know, My dad said nineties. That was his take. He was like, This is early nineties. I was like, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I, so I was there. But I, I was, was there like, for okay. the '90s. I'd be curious from the, from the perspective of like fashion, where fashion mm. becomes an important sort of litmus test in culture, noticeably. Like, I, I wonder if that's what he's drawing on. Like, fashion. I'm sure that's a always thing been early important. on, but I don't know. Erin has gone through four faces of hair, which I think is also her tolerance for our bullshit <laughs> at the same time. So I think it's important to recognize, note, and bow in deference. Yeah, that's a great point on fashion. Yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> cool. All right. Have you ever felt called out? I'm so sorry. No, you see me. I did want to ask. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sad. But, uh, I, I did, I did want to add, does anyone else have anything else on the relay ball games? which I think is a bigger question because I personally, there's not a whole lot that I could bring to that conversation, but was there anything that you found interesting about the sport in general? Would you rather play relay ball or Quidditch? Quidditch, obviously you fly on a fucking broom. That's pretty true. That would be a bad question. I'm so fucking unbalanced. I'd rather fight somebody one on one. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with PJ. I'd feel tricky on the relay ball field. I would feel useless. I feel like there's more violence in a Quidditch game, though. Like, yeah, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You get bludgeoned. I can't handle being on my feet. like, let alone being on a broom. Maybe, maybe you would be a graceful, beautiful princess on your broom. You'd be a great beater, PJ. PJ would not. I wouldn't. I'd be a horrifying broom flyer. You could be a keeper. I could be a keeper. No. Fucking Oliver Just block the goal with your body. You're huge. <laughs> Just we'll tape you in one of the goals and you're better than Oliver would. Just, All due respect. Yeah, duct tape him. Tape like each Flex hand. sealed tape. Yeah. <laughs> PJ in the middle of a goal. That would actually be the best place for PJ to be. You're right. You're right. Cool. It was a pretty interesting um, game in the way that it was like individual battles oh, leading up to like the war, I guess. I don't know, like the end result is like a series of individual it's as, battles that it's as though it plays into the clan violence idea yeah. of like it's all about a bunch of individual fights that like contribute to an overall war. Yeah. And it, it also is interesting that Shay kinda thinks about Espinia and how they like cheer the whole time, which made me think of soccer, like the cauldron yes. where they like are yelling and jumping the whole time. And that's the mm-hmm. Espinion way. But they all were just sitting like they, <laughs> it's like the audience isn't part of the game. They're just observing. Whereas like the Espinions are more like, you know, the that's, that's where I draw the I Britain th- comparison FIFA. That's explicitly what, for me. What's soccer yeah. called? Football? <laughs> no, like the football organization. Yeah. Well, there's FIFA's the several, game, right? So that's not gonna. FIFA is the no, organization. no. FIFA oh, is, is okay. the, <laughs> an organization. It's not Sorry. the, yeah, but it is like the, the highest okay. 
level. <laughs> I it's was thinking so, of the soccer is so many different leagues. Yeah, the jumping and screaming yeah. the whole time. So Premier League probably um, is what you're thinking of. I mean, right. Okay. Thanks. Right. Yeah, I don't know soccer very well, but that's what it yeah. made me think of. And then they are more the the on KCON they are more like watching like a show, like they're not participating at all. They're like waiting till the end and then applauding. But occasional chance. Stomping their feet. Yeah. Ha! And like, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. There is the moment after, of course, that they decide to go out and get the the dinner together. And this is an interesting moment because it is a better than the Academy meal. And they both know that. And they don't really remark upon it until the end. There's this entire, like, awkward and interesting social thing that goes on that I definitely want to talk about. But I also want to talk about the fact that Shay raises questions of the spiritual power of Jade inside of the conversation and like this idea that there's there's something else potentially there within the world and otherwise. A, we've got the conversation that we can talk about there, but also I eventually want to land on the spiritual conversation about the power of Jade. What'd you make of Ant we'll we'll start with Andon and Shay's conversation at the mm. at the barbecue. So awkward. Dude. I listened to it like four times. I've read this book twice. I still was just like, I can't. Cringe. I, I don't want to read this right now. <laughs> this is so <laughs> uncomfortable. No. It was tough. Every time. It wasn't that cringe to me. Really? Oh, man. Yeah, I loved it personally. No, I, and, I love and it. It's, I like that like, they're like comfortably silent together. It's like, we don't have they any. They weren't, though. No, they, they say yeah, like. They pointedly weren't, I feel like. They were not comfortably silent together. No, it, they were both like. We should be talking more, but we don't have anything to talk about because this is weird. I mean, I I like hanging out with someone where it's like you don't have to like talk the whole time. They can just sit there. And that's eat. not what's going on, though. That's what how I took it. Oh, well, that's not what they. I mean, that's both of them. Are, that's not how they said that. That's how I read it. I'm more similar to Aaron. I'm not a hundred percent on that page, but I'm more similar to Aaron. Yeah, it was. It's like it's when like, you're. It's okay that that happens. We were just but, talking about this when you're yeah. getting your hair cut and you like talk a little bit and then you like stop for a while. It's like nice. I didn't get that vibe at that all. That you don't have to like keep it yeah. going. I felt like then they were both just like, ooh, like I should have something else to say here, and I don't. Yeah, I felt mm. almost like they would because neither of them would necessarily want to talk. So they, if it was a comfortable silence, they would have been happy. But they were conscious that they should be saying something. Exactly. So it was like a desire for Shay a- sucks as a social person, though. <laughs> so like we know that Our best, and neither you can just Andy. say Shay sucks, and, and, and it's not great either. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> oh my god, stop it, Aaron. <laughs> I I totally agree, Aaron, with you in that like. I like when when you're comfortable enough and like you're both in the same on the same page of being silent in conversations and just letting letting the conversation fall to the wayside. But this doesn't like this textually tells you that it's not happening like that. Like they're just awkwardly not able to to find words for each other. And it's also I would say there are bits that fall into that for sure. Yeah. And it's also the desire for both of them, kind of like they want to connect, like Anded wants to tell Shay that the situation with Lon and he's like questioning that in his mind. And Shay's like, I should have a better connection with Anden, but I don't, and why don't I? And so it's like that aspect of it too is playing into it. 
Well, I think it would have all gone smoother if all that shit wouldn't didn't just go down with Lon. Like it would have there wouldn't have been such a heavy like weight and and it was very distracting. Yeah. Yeah. And Shay was kinda like, Okay. Guess he you know, we don't have anything in common. And there was the guilt. Shay went there in the first place because Hilo guilted her into, you know, because she hadn't gone and visited him yet. So with that, we'll close out on the relay ball section of this chapter. And I do want to like give it the very least a brief moment of respite instead of our show for the spiritual section of this chapter and the way that Shay then leaves this moment with Andin, this awkward encounter, as it were, and goes into the temple district and then witness. We we see like almost like a really big opening of not only is there the big Datus temple, but there are all of these other religions that are kind of surrounding it and the way that they're respected within the culture and like treated very evenly. And then her walking in to the Datus temple and remember remembering the times in which she went to church as it were with Kul Sen raising kids inside of this religion. What do you guys make of the sort of spiritual encounter that Shay has instead of this chapter and the memory therein? Well, I think we should talk about like why, why is she seeking out a religion from her past? And I think it's because she's feeling unmoored the further she gets into being back in KCON and she's she's trying to like go back to meaning and finding like she's she's chasing purpose. So this is where she she's like looking to religion to see if if that's the answer. She's trying out everything. <laughs> she sure. <is. laughs> no, I, I think that's a really good read on that situation. I think she's just desperate for some sense of guidance and and meet like meaning and yeah. purpose. Yeah. And then I thought I the monks were really cool. Yeah, I was like kind of surprised that this popped up, but I was like, that's interesting. What do we think of the fixture of religion, as it were, with deitism and like the ideology? And does she actually believe it even in the moment of the final prayer? Can you remind me, what are the different religions? What's deitism? So there's deitism is the mythology that we were given in the first interlude, which is this idea of like all the gods and then some of the children being like banished to the world and the jade boats falling down, becoming the mountains. And we don't really have solid pictures of the other religions as such at this point. But we, we have like, I think it's the Temple of Nemura. And there are two others that kind of fall into this idea of like there are many religions that are respected within the area. But predominantly, the the Temple of Divine Return, and even mentioned inside the text is this idea of banishment and return, even though we don't get it defined with capital B and capital R. So maybe heaven and, and hell. Interesting ideas. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Also, and she was with, with. She was banished, and then religion returned. being the explanation of the unknown. I think it'd be foolish to think that anybody in this society or any green bones at the very least wouldn't attribute their jade to something like divine, the the power of their jade rather. Like it's, it is something entirely off the walls, bonkers, like does not, does not fall within 
the physical like laws of physics like none none of it makes sense but it's real for them so like clearly it's divine is a is a very reasonable read to take on it so i think having that that sort of seeing is believing moment built into them from young ages and then having a religious like ideology that backs that up it's just it's hard to break from that it's hard to argue that anybody in this society wouldn't believe in that religion because it entirely explains what's going on with the jade that they use every day but maybe the i mean the other religions might have a different explanation that's fair yeah that's a good point and you know there could be like church of science or something like explaining it more less spiritual and more chemical or whatever Mm -hmm. that's a good point with a tom cruise at the head you know a thomas Thomas mild pace yeah but i thought thanks for the pity laugh (laughs) appreciate it i saw what you're going for i liked it i didn't so i I changed i moved on Tommy Jog. Move down quickly. <laughs> Tommy Jog. That's way better. <laughs> but I thought now what Shay going through this journey is a good way for Fonda to introduce this aspect of the culture to us. Because like she does have a reason to go seeking. And I thought the monks that sit there for 12 hours and the, or 48, what was it? And then switch out. That was really interesting in terms of like jade exposure. They're like getting a fuck ton of jade, like overload, and then they're getting none going back and forth. And it's like, if they can do it, why can't Lon do it? Huh? Just, just saying. Maybe because it's clean. Yeah. It's there. There's a lot here that's very interesting. One of the things. This is such a minor note, but when they go into the service itself, you've got Carlson front and center in the first row and his wife immediately to his left, to his right, Lon, Hilo, Shay, then Andin once he was adopted, and then their mother. And so there's like this almost centralization as well inside of the, of the unchurch and like the way that they worship of the Greenbone folk, which I think is interesting inside the religion where it's like you are in your own ways, the pillars of this faith, which just kind of gets back to that idea of like, what does that mean, especially in relationship to the rest of the green bones. And I think you kind of nailed something that's interesting with the monks about this sort of like on off nature of their exposure, which makes it very interesting for them. Banishment and return. Mm. Ah. Mm, Perhaps. Also in this chapter, we see cool side of call sin where he like, is the mayor of the town basically and is like shaking hands, kissing babies. Like, how's your sick wife? Like remembering all the townspeople and like being at church was like, they're like, you know, parade. This is so Catholic to me that town. it is frustrating. Yeah. Red very godfather ways, I, to me. Yeah. Like, right. right. <laughs> Say hello That's to why your mother. <laughs> I interpreted yeah. to how, why they have that prominent position in the church is because of their importance in the community and not necessarily strictly speaking 
Well, right. it's hard to separate because they're green like bones are so or like you know ingrained. Yeah. I don't know. They're more like I mean, they're basically the equivalent of creasters. It seems like. So I, I don't. I don't know. If of what? Deacons yeah. would be a fair creasters. You know, like people only go on De- Christmas and Easter. <laughs> I hadn't heard that term, but. Oh. Well, green bones are not the, call sin's family are not yeah. creasters. Well, they they're, only go to the yeah, temple okay. on the important events, is what Shay says. They're nominally religious, so you can't really call them deacons if they're nominally religious. Yeah, it's like and not it's not like they're in the front yeah. row because they're like the most they're front row because they're the fucking shit. They're not, but yeah, yeah, it's not because of this. Central. You're right. You're right. You're right. Well, nominally religious in this context is actually a little bit different in my head because nominally religious in, especially if we're considering Eastern culture, is that there's like a whole home prayer cycle that goes on, which is entirely separate from a lot of Western cultures, which are just visiting at whatever the location is and then doing prayer. Are you um, referring for the to most the part, sparsely used has temple in their own home? Yes, yes, exactly. To find right. So they, they have this whole prayer room. Exactly. So like my, my point being is like, like they... I think I think this is maybe a, a master it's mastered and a Western Eastern mismatch to some degree where it's like our understanding of which we've all kind of predefined in the devil's cut as like a little bit of Christian in various contexts is very different than what nominally religious in the East might mean, which is like our home worship is very different than our outward worship. And that's the way that I read it. It doesn't need to be a universal thing, but I, I think that for me, in my understanding of Eastern culture and Eastern religion, skipping out on a lot of that home worship versus the public worship was was maybe what I would define as nominal. But that's a tough I, – I, I don't know if there's a right answer here for the record. I'm just, it, yeah, right. just, I'm just trying to understand what you're saying. Yeah. Are you – so yeah. you're saying that they also – it's – not because they don't go to the public temple that often. It's because okay. they don't use their own temple that they're nominally religious, right? Let's, yes, exactly. Let's compare this to okay. Christianity no, immediately. No, I'm, I'm good now. I got it. Nominal, we can nominal Christianity is showing up for holidays. Nominal this orthodoxy is showing up on the weekends when you need to, let's say, twice a month or whatever, but not doing anything at home. Yeah. So. That's it. Concur. I give a lot of shit about religion and philosophy inside of our show. So like I'm lost. Yeah, I'm bullshit. stuck on evaluating this forever. God damn all it. Just because I care about no, the no, idea of, of you. all philosophy is bullshit. Let's go. Uh, Keep it going. No. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> we'll have a debate will, later. No. <laughs> I just meant. You debate now. All philosophy is bullshit. We'll talk about it later. Let's keep it's, it moving. That's trash. Absolute trash. I hate it. Chapter 31. Not according to plan. Gila phones Lon with news that he has found proof of Doru pickup of Doru's betrayal, and the pair enact their plan to capture him. Lon promotes Woon Papidanwa, finds a letter from his ex wife, and emotionally drained from the evening's events, flees to the comfort of the Lilac Divine. Upon leaving and re upping on Shine, he is tailed by Barrow and Chichi, who attack him as Lon experiences side effects of a possible S1, SN1 overdose. We're finally here. Mm. We're finally here. I just to completely derail the like natural flow of conversation. I have to point out something that happened visually 
but doesn't come through on audio. As soon as Thomas said Don Poppy or Juan Wound Poppy Donwa. Wound Poppy Donwa. Wound Poppy Donwa. Um Aaron immediately started dancing, like shoulder <laughs> dancing. What goes through your head when that name is said and what makes you dance about it? Good name, man. It is a good name. It's a really good name. (laughs) Lon's doing illicit drugs, basically heroin. He's like, it's like injecting into the veins. At first, when I thought of shine, I thought it was like a pill. And then I was like, oh no, it's like (laughs) you're inject, you're gonna have track marks. From doing shine, tough one, and like with the the arm, that's way too druggy of a behavior. Thing. You know, it's real druggy, and that's something upstanding lawn should be doing. How about proof of Dora's betrayal? Where you at on that? Oh yeah, that's pretty exciting, honestly. Or it's a fucking setup by the uh, mountain to get Hilo he called- to get Hilo not around, so that lawn has no protection. I almost, th- I don't know. It does seem too convenient that. We're just like, we suspect Doro, we send Doro on a mission, and then we're like, yep, we got the proof. All of that seems a little too buttoned up. What What do you think the proof is? Pudding. What, Thomas? Oh, pudding. Pudding. He said pudding is the proof. <laughs> well, it's in there. <laughs> it's in the pudding. What is it? Razor blades? <laughs> that one we'll see it seems like corrupted jade perhaps mm. gold maybe maybe proof of his like mm-hmm. correspondence somehow or they found like a person who's saying I will say when this chapter started and they were like we got Doru I really started imagining like a very elaborate confrontation between Lon and Doru that ended with him getting like his head chopped off Doru? Yeah, and I was really looking forward to that. And this and whole it thing It did not go it. that way. <laughs> Almost not according to plan. Definitely uh, not. Perhaps. Definitely not according to plan. No, I, I am suspicious about this proof, quote-unquote, and who's pulling the strings. Also, like, who's calling from you know, we obviously Barrow got the call. So like this is not a scheduled visit to the Lilac Divine. You know, like it's not he's not like on a regular schedule going there. Right. And so this is a just whenever he wants to get his rocks off. Well, this is he finds a letter from his ex wife and he's upset, so he goes to the Lilac Divine. So that like tells you that somebody there's a very close mole. Yes, yeah. It's the fucking kitchen cook that yelled at Andon. It's not, but it's it's also like Barrow was given the directive to do this one or several days ahead of time. Well, they they said they would call him the second or fifth day, meaning like when we'll call you and then you go right over. Yeah, because they know on Tuesday or Friday. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. They know that Lon will go. They just don't know which day. Okay, gotcha. Given that we learned that visits to the Lilat Divine have been more sporadic than they have in the past, do you read any other possible motivations for the attack on the Lilat Divine, or like 
anything else or do you or read nothing into it? Since it seems like they specifically I mean, they call out his car, car out his car. Yeah, that makes me feel like they want Lon to be Fox there. Wolf. Yeah. 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 I still okay. agree with myself yeah. that they want to him to feel like he can't go anywhere and he's feeling cornered and yeah. he's like trapped rabid animal. I feel like they almost want him to like make a bad decision and retaliate or something. Yeah, they yeah. I mean they trying to provoke him. They're they're trying to get Lon to look bad. Yeah. So thinking about this more, knowing that it was the second or fifth day, like I wonder if he has a standing appointment that he pays for regardless of if he goes every Tuesday and Saturday or Tuesday and yeah, Tuesdays, whatever it is. And they just know he's paying for this time anyway. So if he decides to show up, his person is there for him and available. Like, well, I think, he, I think Uni that, is That's kind on, of my, like, Uni's on rationalization retainer. of all this, but. Like, Uni's not fucking other dude. She's on retainer. She's like mm. Lon's whore. I don't think it's like a certain day, it, though. Man, I all right. It, I I've got a very different perspective on this moment or on this whole chapter to some degree. How many of you have seen Looper? I have Looper. Looper. Okay, Loop, Looper. Looper. <laughs> I heard Looper. <laughs> My favorite movie, and I I I've know seen Looper. I know that that's not actually a you know whatever, but I I think in this moment I immediately compare. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character uh, as Lon and the girl that he's seeing as Une. And so I don't think that it's like fully as though she's just held there, but I do think that she has a preference. And so there is a preference to taking these gigs, but not an exclusivity, even though there might be some like clan bias there. I, I get a very similar vibe from the whole thing. I would agree. It's myself. And then there is yeah. a relationship between them and she's not like just a whore. She like, you know, shows that she she's like pissed at him for like not cuddling and kicking her out. Basically, it's like, OK, you mm-hmm. know, like it's not like it's all client. It's not completely client. Patron, it's also implied that know? she stands to make more money the longer she stays in the room with him. Right. Like it, it explicitly says yeah. that. Like she wants to stay the night. Like she wants him to stay the night because she gets paid really handsomely for that. Or, but I think that might also be Lon's paranoia in the moment, like building Fair. into that character POV of like the only reason she wants to be here is because of that. I think I would agree with Aaron, where it's like there's a degree of it's not just about what I'm getting paid. I also enjoy your company. So there's, I think there's a little bit more give and take. But, but what? I guess that's a a matter of the perspective that we're inhabiting is this strictly like Lon's perspective and Lon's internal like monologue as our like understanding or is it an omniscient third person? No, this is entirely third person limited. Like this is scoped in. Yeah. With the exception of the interludes were like third person limited for all the show, all the book so far. Okay. 
God damn this chapter, though, right? Like, we we all, like, love and hate this chapter front to back. It's so good and so bad at the same time. Because, man, the trip to the Lilac Divine is it's a brutal one. Fine. Trip's medium. So it's all good. It's brutal. It's all good. Even the trip out's fine. Lon's, like, does a cool, like, lose him in the cab thing. Everything's going well until the, like kickback from his deflection well yeah i was like i was not concerned until the very yeah he's like on the on the boardwalk near the water everything's fine he stops the bullets and then the poison jade or the poison shine or whatever the fuck's poison like you know he he, fries him right that's kind of yeah that's and, and he he's, the- he's lucky that Barrow's lucky that it happened because he almost got choked out. But he's also lucky that when he, you know, has a seizure, that Barrow runs away instead of like finishing the job. Because he's a dummy. Because well, he's like freaked out. Yeah. Lon's like foaming at the mouth. <laughs> he's like, ah! <laughs> what's happening? Did it? Uh, was it? Uh, Barrow that gets clipped in the arm with the deflection. Yeah, I think Cheeky that, gets uh, totally fucked, cheeky. and then Barrow. Barrow gets the I arm. think Barrow it hits his knee. It's his arm because he's trying to get the gun into the other arm. I thought. Yep. Oh, and Cheeky got his legs. Someone got their legs shot out. Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, this is not cool, and it was not a great time to. Stop reading. That was pretty rude. <laughs> pretty, Welcome to my pretty world. Pretty rude. Truly. Just like an this extra every fucking like an extra kick in the cliffhanger in, in Red Rising <laughs> was was this moment. And cross smirking and saying, "What do you think happened?" <laughs> oh boy! So to that point, what do you think happened? Like, what do you what What's the end result here? Like, what do we What do we read on this whole thing? I don't think Lon dies. I don't think he does either, I but don't I don't either. think he's going to come like right back. I think we're going to have a few chapters of chaos. Yeah, I think we hit every single perspective yeah. before, like maybe a couple times yeah. before we get back to Lon. I think he's going to wash up on shore somewhere. And. Oh, do you think the mountain's going to get him? No, I don't know. I just, I think we're going to be, I think we're in for a set of like five or six chapters in a row where we're not going to know about lawn. What if like bystanders Ooh. and passersby or something on the boardwalk jump in and pull him out? I feel like I can once again peer into Ben's soul and project what he's thinking. I'm picturing Ben is picturing lawn washes up <laughs> on the shore of like a, a quiet little town yeah. where he's rescued by a former maybe possibly super attractive former Greenbone. Turns out she was in the mountain plan. She nurses him back to health. This love blossoms between them. Everything's going great. He's out of out of the way. Like nothing to what worry is this, about. The ghost of Tsushima? Yeah. And then what else is going on? Oh, disastrous news. He can't shirk his responsibilities. He has to go back to the plan. Is that kind of what you had in mind? Yes. That's kind of where I'm going. Just a happy side story. Well, yeah. And I'm also thinking like 
along the lines of, I don't know, like in Dance with Dragons by George R. R. Martin, like you get a good Tyrion falls into the river moment and you're like, did Tyrion just die in the middle of this book? And you get a long section of not knowing what happened to him. Oh, so you think we just won't know for a while? And then he comes back. Yeah. So I love the end of this chapter specifically because I think it does such a great job. Fonda does such a wonderful job of describing the way that like the world dulls when you start to lose oxygen underwater. So to read the final paragraph, the world was dulling. He was crashing out rapidly now as if his jade was being ripped away from him all at once. He felt frantically for the beads around his neck, the cuffs around his arms. He still had every stone. Get up huge himself keep going he heaved himself back up and took a few more steps lawn had once run lightly on thin beams across the academy's training grounds but now he lost his balance and put a foot down too close to the edge of the pier he pitched over when he hit the water it was such an instant cold and silent relief that he didn't struggle when the silence closed around his head what do you want from us kid I, I can't add I anything better than that. Say a word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The sound Hot damn, of silence. Right? Hot damn. Hot damn. Hot damn. Yeah. This is... It's an end to a part. Like, the next bit is an interlude, as as we might know. No, because I didn't look ahead. <laughs> but, oh, did you not this time? Mm. I actually had that in I my own not, notes. Yeah. Like, did Aaron look ahead at the note I, for the I next... I did not. Okay. I'm a good right. study. That's interesting. We we appreciate you endlessly. So with that, I think we're in the realm of closing thoughts. Was there anything else that we didn't hit or anything else that you wanted to ask Thomas or otherwise of the group? Any other things that were lingering for us to talk about? I left feeling like Shay, as much as she has sucked up to this point, this is like I can see a turning point of self-discovery where I'll be less annoyed with her. I thought Hilo didn't do anything egregious. And then of course, <laughs> Lon is the fuck up this week. I know my power <laughs> rankings are just of the characters are just all flipped on the <laughs> screwed up every uh, week. Everything <laughs> like it's all over the place now. I'm like, is Hilo number one now? Right. Like kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of like Hilo the most right now. Yeah. I'm just, I'm all over the place. Yeah. I'm a little annoyed with Shay. I'm a little annoyed with Andon and Lon. I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. We you're really you're perfect. This week. You're perfect. Little Lon. Sorry, Ben. Tough. Tough for me. He's like Adam Silver, you know, not a wartime consigliere. <laughs> no idea. What, sure. What you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> PJ, any, anything that was remaining on your thoughts of the, the siblings, how we approach this, you know? No, I, I feel like we did a pretty great job of covering everything that I wanted to hit on. Cool. I'm still trying to wrap my head around like the actual personal views of the relationships between the the three siblings and Andon, whether it's a brotherly or cousinly cousinly familial (laughs) what sort of familial relationship it like is in their heads because there's a lot that gets thrown around like is it a sibling is it a cousin is it in uncle is it 
closer than that, like what, whatever it might be. But I feel like we did a pretty good job of tackling most of that. So I do want to like double back a little bit on Aaron's perspective of Shay in particular in this final moment. And I do want to like get into that idea of like her stepping into two different camps and like finally confronting that boundary. It almost seems by stretching into a faith that she seems to not fully agree with. So she is reaching out to the most distant star to grab onto some semblance of hope to try to figure out which way she should go. So it seems like a trajectory or our projection for her in the future is going to be something. It's going to be a decision. It has to be. It has to be, right? That's the only thing I would tag in. Cool. All right. Well, with that, we've settled the bets. We've done everything else. We've closed our thoughts. We are going to go into next week. So next week, we are reading a lot more than we did this week by a chapter count. We are reading the second interlude through chapter 41. So 11 chapters wow. in a week. So we're super excited. We'll see you there. Thank you, all powerful uh, beings, for blessing us with more <laughs> chapters. <laughs> I think so the many chapters, throughout, right? We didn't do anything it is. crazy. Yeah, yeah. We, we pretty much kept it between 75 and 90. We get like some short rule, chapters. But. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to see Lon. Do you think we'll see Lon in these 11 chapters? I think this is the longest week until Legacy, but. That was rude. Ben's trying to make a bet. I, no I missed I missed your question. What was it? No, no, no. No, no, no. Fire it off. What, Ben's what was trying it? to make a bet. Do you think we'll see Lon, Lon? In these 11 chapters? I say yes. Uh, bets. 11 chapters is a lot. I yeah, don't this is this a... Bet. I'm backing out. No, you can't back out. Fine, this I'll do it. I'm only you against three. Aaron. Wait. Just, you three bet, bet yourselves. No, no. We're not ben, no. You, you three have to bet on this. Do we, what, what, do, do we see Lon in the next I'm not 11 chapters? Oh, PJ, I don't think so. he seems confident. I'm with PJ now. Mm. I'm, I'm weak. <laughs> I think no. I think we like immediately see Elon. Like in the next chapter? <laughs> what state after, of fucking crazy? After the interlude. <laughs> no. We gotta see all the I'm totally gut first. feeling this. Like, this is just a total gut feeling. I don't have rationale behind it. Like, And I don't mean so just... So we gotta know? I don't mean just like a Elon perspective chapter. I mean like either his Lawn perspective or Barrow or anyone, we like see what is happening next for Lon. I like, think that's going to be a mystery I, I for agree. a while. I don't think we know whether or not Lon is alive until after next week. Like, I think we go entirely this next week without knowing whether or not Lon is alive. Ben, where do you land on that spectrum? We do not see Lon at all. No. Don't know not, his fate. We don't know his fate. No body. No fate. I need to change my feet. That's from Lord Almighty. All right. Brave. Those bets are in at the 11th hour <laughs> on the episode. So that's so cool. Very excited. As mentioned, next week we will be reading chapters, the second interlude through chapter 41. So literally 11 chapters. But there's some short ones in there. Give us a break. So it'll be fine. So. That's where we're going to leave you for this week. Thank you, Tim and Andrew, as always, for helping us keep the show's lights on. You can check out our links in the show notes where you can find our schedule, our Patreon, our previous episodes, our websites, our social media accounts, 
and probably more secret things that I can't remember at off the top of my head in one very nice, easy, convenient location. You can find all of the associated shows as well. Hallerpod and Heike Obsessed instead of the links for each of these, because of course, naturally our friends are a part of this and they're a part of the Atomic Pylon Media Network. Of course we wouldn't not support them. That's that's the whole bit, right? Like, you guys are not. here for us and we're here for you. Well, I mean, like we haven't agreed on like a contract formally, but like you can you can get over it, right? We're like, cousins. We're, we're cousins right now. Okay, fine, 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 fine. So we also want to take a second today to thank our new mixologist, Ivana, for jumping Ooh. the tears. We're very excited. And a Ooh. chip jar fan, Caleb. Thank you so much Love for you, Caleb. on the Patreon. We appreciate you, you and all that you contribute to the show. So <laughs> with that, like PJ mentioned, you can find us words whiskey pod on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit. You can find us, you can email us directly words and whiskey show gmail.com. Check us out. Patreon.com forward slash words and whiskey and our t-shirts at present. And it's nearly dying. We are so close to our final product and the first run. PJ is getting shipped a product this month. I assume based on our prints, but we're on T public for now. We'll be off it shortly. We swear. But also, where can we find Hallerpod? Where can we find Heike Obsessed? Hallerpod, H O W L A R P O D. Hallerpod.com. Anywhere you want to go. Google it. Bang it. I don't know. Chat GPT it. Smoke it. Snort it. I don't care. No. Inject it. No. If you don't snort Hallerpod, Aaron will haunt your dreams. It's true. Five star reviews only. Well, I had one ready. I was the shows. I was waiting for Thomas to plug. Thank you politely. Thomas plug. Hi T Obsessed is available wherever you get your podcasts and can be found on Twitter at Hi T O Podcast and on Instagram at Hi T Obsessed. And it's got a weird Twilight Zone logo with a pineapple on it. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast, Words and Whiskey, five stars only. If you don't give us five stars only, then we will get cut KK and spray your favorite car full of bullets. With our foolies! (laughs) 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 Oh my god! (laughs) The the genuine threats are so much better. Threatening gun violence (laughs) against our listeners if they don't. I've threatened much worse. Fully rate us five stars. It works. <laughs> Super West Side. So far west, it's east. Cool. <laughs> I support it. All right. <laughs> cool, rad, dope. Thank you all so much for showing up. We'll see you next week. Talking about this fucking book again. Cheers. Yay. Goodbye. <laughs>